Hey, hold on just a second, guys. I got to take this. (laughs) (laughs) So he muted his line, but can he still hear us? Don't, don't, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mr. Spielberg. Yep. I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> How do I unmute this? and welcome to episode 100 of the Invincible Podcast, the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book, and animated series by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. I am one of your hosts, Ryan. Joining me today is Bill. Hi, everybody. And TJ. Oh, hello, TJ. It's a sweet one. No, 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 you can't do it. It's his thing. (laughs) You know, I can can introduce TJ. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Oh doing, my god! I'm doing. We just, I'm, I'm. I'm a little sick of the two of you, to be yeah, honest. We've, it's, we've seen it's, each other a lot. It's been a lot. Yeah. It's been a lot. You know, these last yeah. couple months, we're, we've seen each other. We've recorded more than ever before. Um, mm-hmm. We just recorded an awesome interview with Robert Kirkman last night. Can't wait for everybody to hear that coming up very soon. Um, we want to kick can, off. Go ahead. Go ahead. Can I say yes that like we're thinking about this episode and how cool it is that. Our 100th episode is falling with an interview with Robert Kirkman, and it's falling on the season finale of season one Invincible animated series. Mm-hmm. But I, can I just say, like, just draw more attention to the fact that we did a, a fucking hundred episodes. Yeah. A hundred episodes. Yeah. Is not, that a lot? Not counting a couple unnumbered ones thrown in there and, and a couple videos and other stuff that we've done. It it's I don't know. It feels like it. It feels like it's a lot. <laughs> well, I feel like I, I think back to our 25th episode and we were like, oh, we got to do something special. It's 25. Yeah. What stupid assholes we were. <laughs> we had no idea. I think 25, it's, I think 25 episodes. I think five years feels crazier than 100 episodes to me. Like we were we were talking earlier uh, today. Uh, what's that? You said what feels crazier? Uh, five years. The fact that we've been doing it for five years. We were talking earlier how we've been doing the show longer than I've been married. Uh, You know, go back to early episodes of this podcast and we were talking about how my wedding was coming up. You know, Uh, it's crazy. Oblivion Song wasn't a thing. You know, Invincible was still going on as a comic book. But I think what's crazier is that we're stupid and crazy enough to have had (laughs) 100 plus episodes. Um not counting all the the you know the live streams and stuff of a about a singular comic book yeah that that ended how many years ago now four not quite three 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 three, three years ago that's crazier that's like the craziest thing yeah and yeah but there were definitely times where we're like you know what are we going to talk about next month? We got an episode coming up. Nothing's really happened. We did and a so, lot of digging. So there was a couple, you know, but thank God there's a ton of tie-ins and all that kind of stuff for us to to dive into. And I mean, if anything, it made us, you know, really know Invincible even more. Um, but anytime there's, we were getting close to a point where it was like, I don't know what else we're going to talk about. Something would happen. And I mean, a lot's changed. And uh, a lot's changed. In five What's years. interesting is I think... 
wouldn't it be cool if we if we started doing rereaders again, like with us? And that way people don't have to go back and listen to old episodes. Like we can re- like the DC reboot, like Invincible Podcast episode zero. You're, you know, already, like, you're already thinking you want to do the reread again? Remember, it took us two years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Who knows when you season know two going to come out? You know, if we do the reread, it would probably end right before season two started. Yeah. Um, Oh, Ryan doesn't hate that idea. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Another reread. Oh, my gosh. I will also say, I mean, yes, we've got emails about everyone watching episode seven and then obviously the finale. Then there was questions for Robert Kirkman. This was above and beyond the most emails we've ever gotten from listeners. So thank you guys so much. We, we've we've had, a, had we spent a lot of time going through and, and picking some out and trying to combine ones that asked similar questions. And I just want to say, say thanks to everyone that wrote in uh we did read everything um so if you want to write in you can email us at the invincible podcast at gmail.com you can find us on twitter facebook youtube um we're on all podcast platforms as far as i know spotify apple podcasts everything google play uh you can find our website the invincible podcast.com on there you'll find a handy reading guide if you're just getting into the series um all of our episodes you know our goofy videos that are you know out there those are easy to find on there um, we also do the Oblivion Song podcast. TJ brings it up during the Kirkman interview. That is a comic book that Kirk, Robert Kirkman's doing. And if you are looking for other Robert Kirkman comic books, check it out. It's entering its final six issues, which is really exciting. Good time to jump onto that for the hype of the end, which they did announce a movie for that, didn't they, TJ? Yeah. A while ago, yeah. Like when, it, when the comic first came out. So the rights are Not out there. That, but it's like, like Ryan said, the uh, final six issues are beginning like the first the first one of the six yeah. comes out um, next month comes out in June. Great time. Yep. But before that, it, there's only 30, 30 issues so far. So it's a it's a quick read. Like catch up on that shit. Yeah. Like because it's it's good. Give it a little time, just like Invincible. But yeah. then shit picks up. Mm, and it's great. I, I think it I think it hits pretty hard. It's it good picks all up the way quicker through. than Invincible. I yeah. think. Yeah. But speaking of writing in and the shows that we do, and I want to talk a little about spoilers. I got an email here from uh, from Jamal. Jamal says, hi, guys. I recently started reading Invincible when the TV series dropped and burned through the entire run in three weeks. I love to watch with uh, the most recent episode, then listen to your podcast before watching the episode again while looking for all the cool things you guys called out. I think you do a good job avoiding comic spoilers beyond issue 25, but I also crave a discussion with comic spoilers. Might I recommend doing a no comic spoiler section of your podcast before opening up to full spoilers? Because there's only one episode left. I'd recommend a full comic spoiler season one in review podcast episode or episodes. I'd love to hear your thoughts on where the show is going based on what's to come in the comics, as I have many of my own and don't know anybody who has read the comic to discuss with them. Uh, best Jamal. Now, I will say Frank Silva wrote in, Connor Trammo wrote in, all kind of asking this a similar thing. Um, well, can I say? Yes. Like I've like I've said, we've seen a lot of each other lately, and it's all been because of this season and us reviewing and stuff. But now like we got not shit to talk about. So that's what we're going to be doing yeah, for the next probably much. like so two we are, years until we get season two. We're going to follow mm-hmm. the same format for this episode. We're not going to, we're not going to blatantly spoil anything past episode uh, or issue 25 as, as usual. After this though, episode 101, all, all, all bets are off. We are a, 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 a podcast for 
the comic book first and foremost. And we are definitely talking about where we think season two might go. That's going to be a big thing that we're going to be talking about later on. And we got a lot to talk depth, about. Oh, yeah. In-depth, um, spoiler-filled mm-hmm. Reviews. We, of got, the entire we got a lot to talk about with this episode between the Kirkman um, uh, uh, interview, the recap, some news items. Uh, so starting next episode, uh, we're going to be diving into more of those kind of things, more, you know, maybe fun kind of off the wall episodes. We got uh, some videos that we've been wanting to do. We had them planned before COVID happened and then couldn't do them, obviously. So hopefully now that we're all vaccinated, we might be able to do these uh, videos so we've got some exciting stuff in the pipeline that we could still do. Um, and I will Invincible say, though, trivia part two. Hey, I'm throwing it out there. I know. I know. I, I, I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. I, uh, <laughs> I will say we aren't going to stay weekly. Uh, that was just for the show. Uh, we're God. aiming. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> it's rough with three full time jobs. But um, uh, I will say we're going to try and get one out in two weeks just to kind of ease it in. Uh, and there's still a lot of excitement, a lot of things we want to talk about sooner. But uh, at some point, we'll probably go back to being a monthly podcast where we release on the first Friday of every month. So that's in the pipeline, in the works. And obviously, as we've been saying for five years, as long as there's stuff uh, to talk about with Invincible, we're going to want to talk about it. I Of all those emails that were sent in, we have a pile of ones uh, of things that were like, we need to come back to this email. So if we didn't read your email today or if you know you want to send in some suggestions. We love hearing them and we love talking about that kind of stuff. Clearly. Speaking of getting back Mm -hmm. to normal too. And speaking of emails, um, like another thing is getting back to talking about other things that we're doing. We kind of got away from that. And that was um, a segment. uh, That was a whole segment on our show. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, Michael Petrie wrote in and said on the last podcast, one of you guys recommended final space. Um, I had never heard of it, tried it and I love it. So recommend some more shows, please. Someone, we will be recommending more shows, but holy shit. Again, Final Space, we can't stop talking about it. And that wasn't even it. the only email. Someone else wrote in and said, thank you, TJ, for recommending Final Space and Radiant mm-hmm. Black last episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, we're gonna, oh, we're, we got think Radiant Black is good now, like you don't – like we, we were able to read a little bit further. Holy good stuff, shit. Man. It's good you stuff. don't even know. All don't right. Know. All right. We're going into news. So some of the latest news that's happened since – uh, the end of episode seven happened. So that weekend into this weekend now. I'm starting it off. Season two and three. We got it. We got it. Man. I, mean, I, I don't I don't know if like I think the excitement in the air for getting that announcement was almost as huge as getting the announcement that the show was happening. Like, yeah, I, I just didn't know what to do. Like my Twitter was blowing up. My text messaging was blowing up. Like I, I, I didn't even like know how to be in my own skin. It, it was, was insane. It, it was, was such it was a, an amazing feeling. A relief too, because this whole time we're like, why it's doing so well. It seems to be doing so well. Is it not doing well? Like all these things. And, uh, and for it to just be announced and to be two and three mm-hmm. Kirkman and Steven, uh, Young did that awesome video. Like, that's so, what that's honestly what got me is like I knew that they, they had to do season two. It's doing so well. When are they going to announce season two when they hit season three too, like my stomach dropped? <laughs> I'm at work and I'm like, holy shit. Like I, did, I didn't even know how to function. I was so happy. Like it's it's such a load off because mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we're going to get so much story like, oh, you know, like season two is coming. I want to see like the next villain. But now we know that season three is coming. We're going to get like other villains mm-hmm. and like but not only know, that like while we're while we're watching I mean? while we're watching season one we're like 
you know, oh, maybe that maybe that person will show up in season two, you know, if they get a season two. Now we can watch season two knowing that they're writing and planning season two with season three already being worked on as well mm-hmm. at the same time. So it's like it's going to feel again, great. We're going to talk about this so oh, much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The next, yeah. However oh, long, to- but like season two with them knowing that there's going to be a season three, I'm calling it years in advance season two was going to end with an insane cliffhanger and yes. it's going to leave yes. us all sick yes yes absolutely yeah. i agree because they know we'll talk about it later season three. we'll talk about it later we'll talk about it later so uh since then you know we've got two weekends worth of new merch new posters they even put the posters up for sale and limited edition um versions of them first one printed. sold out first and, and finale i mean that was oh, just really? of this morning so i don't know where they're at now but did, and did you i got the first one I got the Ryan, first one. I think one. you got the first one. TJ, you did, got you, one get, or two, did right? you get any? Did you get, did any, you get any of the posters, TJ? <laughs> I got all of them. I got all of them. $40 a pop and you got Poor guy. Six, of them. six of them. Oh my fucking God. I'm not like over ecstatic about it, but I'll, I'll, once I have them and they're framed, I'm sure yeah. I'll get over it. And they, oh and they God, actually damn. released the size of them and it, they're actually the size of like a trading card. Yeah. So they're going to yeah. be like, they can fit in your wallet. <laughs> Came around with you everywhere, TJ. <laughs> No, they're so not. How they're, big, they're, we we yeah. actually did find out how much they, how big they are, There's though, right? Well, how, 16, 20, 26 16, by 16. Yeah. Right? Not ter- 16 not by 24. Terrible. 16 by 24. 16 by 24. Yeah. Not terrible. Not no. terrible. No. Uh, we've got, uh, I mean, obviously, there was the bonus content for episodes seven and eight. And with the end of eight, there was the, the making of as well. Not only the commentary for eight, but the, you know, the art behind the scenes. Those were great. I love, I, like, each of those is five, you know, five to eight minutes or so put all those together and we've got a whole nother episode worth of like content. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you have, a, you have like a full length documentary. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's significant yeah. enough that, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot. Um, Simon Resiopa did a uh, Reddit AMA over on the invincible Reddit, Reddit page. Uh, one of my favorite things that came out of that was someone asked him. If, so he's the, he's the showrunner, right? No, not the showrunner. He was uh, the writer of episodes. I'm sorry, I don't remember the first one. It might have been two and seven. Okay. Definitely seven. I couldn't remember the other one they wrote. Maybe it was three. I don't know. Um, but anyways, he was talking about in episode seven when William was talking about the burger and like a samurai movie and Mark just mm-hmm. done, he's dead, but he doesn't know it yet. And the burger sliding off and splitting in half. Someone asked if that was kind of a subtle foreshadowing at the immortal getting cut in half. And he said, yes, you know, basically. And along with other, you know, callbacks to other things that he loves. But I thought that was a really cool interesting thing that we didn't Mm -hmm. catch uh something else the official invincible twitter account posted a really cool behind the scenes in the booth of um uh steven young jk simmons and sandra O all recording that like one of the one of the first scenes you know uh which was cool seeing them all together in the booth recording Mm -hmm. like that and we talk a little bit about what it's like uh you know, seeing them, the actors in the booth, uh, recording certain scenes with, Rob, with Robert it's a, Kirkman. <laughs> it's a fun one. It's, it's a, it's a fun one. Yeah. Uh, and then two more things here. If you didn't see that post, uh, uh, over on Corey Walker's blog, we also put a, uh, we also tweeted about it. He brought up the, uh, Adam Eve logo. And I was seeing a lot of this going around early on when the, in the first couple episodes, uh, were released, you know, people talking about how Adam Eve has, you know, it, it's a, it's the, you know, female symbol, uh, but it's crossed out with an X. So she's like anti, you know, 
feminine or whatever it is this whole thing yeah i saw i saw i didn't understand it at first like when people were complaining about it they're like oh and even even adam eve's symbol is is like you know whatever and i'm like what didn't like, we talk about this on the last podcast no i don't remember we're talking about i always assumed that what it actually is and what cory walker cl- clarifies that it's just it's supposed to be i mean with animation if she's really far away or if it's a simplified scene or whatever it's the simplified version of it you know what i mean because it's you're not going to get that much detail when the character is mm-hmm. that small. Um, and, but then in closer up, you know, shots, it would have been the full, you know, uh, you know, whatever they're called. Uh, an atom. Atoms, you know. Like it's the, supposed the, to the look things. like an yeah. atom with a circle and then circles going around it. Yeah. But instead it looks like an X. And... Yeah. yeah. But he did say that in subsequent seasons, if there are any, that it would be fixed. Yeah. Just want to make sure everybody was aware of that if they missed it. Um, the last thing, another cool thing posted over on Twitter was Laura Ennis, uh, a storyboard artist, uh, was posting some really cool recaps or not recaps, but just images of the work that she had done on the series. And that was a really fun thing to look through. So check that out. Laura Ennis over on Twitter. I, I believe Invincible HQ uh, reposted that as well. All right. We've made him wait long enough. Is it time? For the Robert Kirkman interview? Yes. Yes, it is. I think it's time. All right, everybody, enjoy. This is the beginning of a long journey for you, son. The thing is, you're different. You actually are. Welcome back to the show, Robert. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 100. This is awesome. Thanks for having me. And, it's very exciting. And, uh, uh, a little bit has changed since episode 50. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a little bit. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Holy shit. Uh, season two and three announced yesterday as of this recording. Thank, very excited. Thanks very for saving excited. it uh, so that we uh, didn't have to beat around the bush on this on this uh, talk. Yeah. It's, uh, it's that news has been like a main topic like when is it coming like are they doing season two i feel like the show is doing really well but like what's when is it going to happen why they haven't haven't they announced it yet so and not to mention that like this show is kind of keeping our podcast alive so we <laughs> need to get, keep going too so but uh i got comic books to sell so I, right. i'm as invested in the show getting announced as you guys are so exactly so speaking of which uh like how long have you known and what was your reaction to it how long have I known that we were getting picked up for season two mm-hmm. and three? Yeah. Uh, I mean, not that much longer than the public. Uh, you know, Amazon's pretty oh. close to the vest. So, um, you know, we were getting a lot of like shows doing really good and succeeding expectations. You know, we're very happy. Oh, good. Uh, uh, so that was all great. Uh, and so I'd be like, cool. So uh, pick up. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, and they'd be like, you're really annoying. Um, but, uh, um, <laughs> and, you know, the way that we ended the finale, um, I, I have worked a lot with people on television and there's like one school of thought where it's like, you know, we should have like an ambiguous ending to a season one because you never Just know. Case, yeah. and you don't want to leave people hanging. And, you know, like you really want to give the audience a sense of closure just in case you don't get to pick up. They've at least got a story. And I'm like, if the show doesn't get picked up, I don't care. <laughs> like, I would rather try to build to the coolest thing in the world and yeah. hope that the, you know, network or studio or whoever is like, well, I guess we have to pick this up. We can't leave things off here. Because it wouldn't be <laughs> satisfying to you anyways, if you just kind of like, yeah, this is how it ends. And it's like, but you know, it's not. 
Yeah. And, yeah. But uh, uh, so that's why I, I packed the end of that episode with all of those like, hey, guess what? This is coming. And this is coming. And this is coming. And this is coming. And there was a lot more that we ended up ha- having to trim out uh, because Aww. I can guess. They were like, I can guess. 12 of these, Robert. Yeah. Uh, we need but, we need uh, director's cuts of of or <laughs> creator cuts of the entire seri- season. Well, that stuff was all cut in the script stage, so there wasn't anything actually done to, to mm-hmm. be seen or anything. But but I, I didn't want to go into the finale without any kind of, without giving fans a sense of like, hey, there's going to be more coming. So uh, the timing really you know worked out perfectly to be able to announce it right before the finale comes out. So I was really excited with how that how that came. And I got to say, Amazon has been absolutely amazing in this process and. I think you can see from the show that they really let us run wild and do absolutely insane stuff, which mm-hmm. I couldn't be more appreciative of. And, uh, you know, they're really excited about the show and and very excited for the future. And, you know, we've got some really great stuff planned. And, you know, I, I can't wait uh, for, uh, you know, whatever year it is that uh, season two will come out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, when you were on last, I remember you talking about how, you know, at the end of episode one, like how, oh my God, like you wanted us, I think we talked about this off air, but you know, you wanted it to be like, where's all the gore? Where's all the gore? And then it hits. And I was thinking, I, I, I forget who I was talking to, but I was like, holy shit. Like Robert knew that this finale was going to happen. And in my opinion, like what the shit that was going on in that last episode was like leaps and bounds more insane than him killing the guardians, like in insane and I can't believe how hard it hit with it being a cartoon. Like yeah. the fact that it's animation and I was still like gasping, like, like really emotionally attached to everything that was going on. I've never felt that way with a cartoon and a ton of people feel that way too, yeah. which I think is great. That's awesome, Bill. No, that's great to hear. I mean, I think, yeah. uh, uh, you know, if you look at the life of Invincible and Walking Dead, I'm all about escalation. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you have to make sure that you're topping the thing that you did before it. I mean, if if the fight happened between Mark and Omni-Man uh, and was kind of lackluster in comparison to the sequence with the Guardians, it would be kind of a deflation of yeah. uh, momentum. And, uh, you know, you don't want that. So uh, just imagine how crazy the Conquest fight is going to oh be. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my, oh my God. God. That's, uh, and I'm seeing that. And, like, people talk about, like, oh, you have no idea. If you think Mark's getting the shit kicked out of him now, you don't you don't know. Uh, it but can't the, get any worse. I mean, <laughs> 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 the finale was insane. Like, the like it, it I it's it's the whole season though like I, I found myself preparing for the next episode like the like we there were teases that Battle Beast was going to be in the next episode and I'm like okay like we this is going to be nuts because we know what to expect we every episode we know what to expect but still I found all three of us were like holy shit you've talked like, about that before where you want to i mean you you know whether it's walking dead or uh, or outcast or invincible you want the readers to still have something to look forward to and to be surprised and not be able to know exactly where you know what's coming next and how you're going to do it and the way you guys actually sold that and and it, it's still i mean it was still everything from the comic but it still surprised us in so many ways. It was I couldn't I we couldn't believe it. It was awesome. And yeah, so I mean, good. I've been getting a, I've been getting asked a lot about uh, you know, well, should I read the comic first or now that the show's out, should I watch the show? And and there is a decision there because it is a different experience whether you've read the comic or not. But I I mean, you know, we 
designed things in the show specifically for people who have read the comic in a way that I feel like it's a much more, uh, you know, fulfilling experience if you have read the comic book. So by all means, people, you know, like yeah. choose whichever one you want to do. But, uh, uh, but, you know, if you've read the comic book, um, you know, you'll be like, oh, they, they, they added this thing and they've did, done this differently. And, you know, we will be able to kind of trick you into thinking, you know, what's coming and then, uh, mm -hmm. you know, pull the rug out from under you to, in, in a, in a certain way, which I think is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. One so, thing that, that, like you just said, kind of creating season one for the comic reader and for, you know, the, someone who doesn't know Invincible one of my favorite things, and I talked about it a lot in our reviews, is in the first episode, War Woman says he must be like someone's controlling him. He's he's being mind controlled. And then in the finale, it's the first thing that Mark I says. That. He's like, like, please, like, tell me, tell me, you know, let my dad go. Like, it's such a genius way to keep people guessing. And it like it got like my nephew and like my like people, you know what I mean? Like they're like, oh, there's a reason, there's a reason. And he's like saying, w Debbie please trust me there is a reason for this and they're like there's got to be something more and there just fucking wasn't mm -hmm. <laughs> and it goes back to subverting the expectations of what you know in the comic what you know in the comic right. is nolan immediately hits him but in this yeah. mark throws the first punch you know like and so there's well, that all, all all of our reactions do you remember our reactions when we were watching it so we're like what the fuck is going on right now <laughs> um frank silva um a fan who wrote in has a question that kind of relates to this so he says um which change from the comic to the show are you most proud of most proud of i mean the stuff that i was like uh you know from the episodes that i specifically wrote i guess um you know i'm really happy with uh just the little bits of dialogue that i added in that nolan says that uh, you know hints at the stuff that comes in the finale that we ended up replaying a little bit oh, in the yeah. finale Mm -hmm. uh, just because, uh, um, you know, being able to come in with the hindsight of the comic and knowing where everything goes, um, you know, like I, I, I was, you know, particularly happy with the fact that, uh, you know, I don't think most people catch this, but when Nolan is talking to Mark, he says, there's a long journey ahead of this, uh, ahead of us for you and me. And he doesn't mention Debbie, yeah. you know? Oh. Um, so I think there's like, there's like little things like that, where if you are aware of the fact that they live for thousands of years and that they are Viltrumites, yeah. you're like, oh, he's. He's already hinting that, you know, he recognizes that Debbie's not a part of this picture. Uh, so there's there's a lot of fun stuff there. Um, as far as stuff that I, I had nothing to do with, <laughs> there's, I mean, look, there's not a lot in the show I didn't have something to do with. But uh, uh, but no, I mean, Simon did a lot of great stuff along the way that I, I really loved. Uh, Simon Rassiopa, our head writer, um, you know, the stuff that he added into episode seven that wasn't in the show at all. Um, you know, the, the kaiju thing and, and, uh, you know, the way that the, the robot and, uh, immortal and, and all these different storylines, like kind of like a, a really cool episode of Seinfeld, they all kind of crash into the same yeah. minute, mm -hmm. which is, which was pretty cool. And is not necessarily how we did it in the comic. No. Um, I also uh, uh, the writer Ryan Ridley, who did episode four. Uh, I just absolutely love the Cahor subplot that he added at the beginning of that episode because it just yes. he just kind of came in one day and was like, uh, hey, you know, I think for my episode, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this little thing, but it's like this stupid thing that doesn't you know add anything. It's just like this little little gag. 
And, 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 like, was, and, and you're like, that's what I do to the, to, to the readers. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and Ryan is a, is a fan of the comic from way back. If you ever, I used to be on his uh, Grandma's Virginity podcast that he would do with uh, Justin Roiland and Jackie Buscarino. And, uh, uh, you know, we talked about Invincible like way back in the day. And so, and so he was kind of like, yeah, you know, I thought it'd be kind of like one of those weird subplots you do in the comic that, yeah. and I was like, this, this is perfect. And so now we've got one of the like original runners to the show. Like, I can't wait to figure out like what the hell we're going to do with Kahur. And, That's cool. you know, maybe there'll be some kind of massive storyline in season five where they're all teaming up to fight him. And it'll be because of this like dumb idea that Ryan mm-hmm. inserted, you know, <laughs> haphazardly into this episode. And that's just that's just the best stuff. I mean, that's like quintessential invincible. Absolutely. You know, chef's kiss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It did, it did it. feel that way. After after we finished the, the the first season, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, that mummy thing didn't show back up. <laughs> like, that's fucking cur- that's got it's all it's written all over it. And it's gonna be like it's gonna be like a like a three-minute thing and then just done. You know what I mean? It's gonna be this big huge thing. Minutes. I can just imagine it. So are you saying that I can't believe you mentioned issue or episode seven and you didn't talk about the fact that there is a transformer in Invincible (laughs) and you didn't have anything to do with that. I don't believe it at all. Well, they uh, uh, I mean, you you know, when that was being written, they were like, is it it okay if robot has like a transforming truck? And I was like, "Okay, (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Uh, and then in the process, it, I think it became like uh, like they were doing it for me because they know how much I love Transformers. So it's like, yeah, you know, Robert's transforming truck thing that, you know, we're doing for him. Like, whatever. Uh, so. So, yeah, I mean, I was 100 uh, percent on board with that. Look, it's it's hard for me to pinpoint. You know, there's a lot of great things that were, yeah, yeah, that were yeah. done on the show that I think are, you know, absolutely spectacular. I mean, there's some really great stuff that was done with Titan. Uh, that, oh, my you know, God. Was original to the show. And, um, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, some of the reanimate adjustments that were made uh uh you know just i'm I'm pretty proud of how it all turned out definitely speaking of adjustments too like how characters evolved like it was insane how they evolved from the comic to the show so uh the three that stick out in my mind are damien darkblood uh amber and william debbie and debbie debbie Debbie. obviously debbie are like nothing like they were in the comic. Like, I mean, they are, they still have like the, you know, who they are as, as, as people, but like Amber is like such a strong, like willed person. And I felt like she wasn't that like strong willed and very like matter of fact about things and not afraid to speak her mind to Mark. Um, you know, William was kind of like the heart of the show. I felt like he was, he was funny. He, you know, I mean, he was in the comic too, but like it, it just, you know, like just all the more in in the show itself, and then Damien Darkblood, like he was, he may have been my favorite character. Him and him and Amber may have been my favorite <laughs> character, and I never would have thought that that even possible. Like he was incredible in the show, and I'm sure we're gonna get some more of him. I hope we get some more of him, but I hope so. Yeah. Well, you guys when might he... listen to all of my interviews, but I have uh, I have publicly stated that you know I I, I think I've mentioned before that. Uh, you know, I always wanted to have a a, a storyline in the comics where they go and where they go to hell because I think yeah. that's a trope. You know, you got like yeah. just fighting Mephisto in the underworld, and you know, there's a lot of you know DC stuff where they go and they you know 
do stuff in, in, in hell. Uh, and so, uh, uh, I had always planned at some point to have some kind of Damien dark blood centric story that, you know, leads to invincible going to some version of the hell dimension, mm-hmm. whatever it is in the invincible universe. And I just never got around to it. And so, uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, Clancy Brown was amazing and, you know, I can't imagine we won't see him again. And I'm hoping at, at some point in the you know run of the show to do some version of, you know, what I had planned that I never got around to doing in the comics. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, I talk about a lot about how, like, I changed Walking Dead, uh, the show, or, or pushed for a lot of changes in the writers' room because I was bored because I was adapting <laughs> my own material. Um, and I think on Invincible, I'm I'm trying to do that a little less. Although you guys can see the changes, and I hope you agree that you know we're we're definitely improving the material. Uh, but I think one of the things I'm really excited about doing in Invincible is completely original storylines from time to time that are just in the show uh, that will always kind of dovetail and mix in with things from the comics. But uh, mm-hmm. I think it'll be neat to have some things in there that are, you know, completely different and completely new. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you guys and anyone else that's really familiar with the comics will be like, oh, my God, like this is, you know, this is crazy. So, yeah. We did get that a lot, though, in this season, which is good, though. Yeah. Too. Uh, you, you just kind of answered it. But Paul from Scotland wanted to know if there was a moment or scene coming up, whether it's season two or three or seven or eight or whatever it is that you're really excited about. <laughs> I like, mean, what's something, what's something that you can't wait to get animated? Uh, you know, I don't want to spoil too okay. much. OK, uh, that's fine. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff that we've uh, the things I want to talk about. I can't talk about because okay. that'll. That, that, so that's I'll, a, that's I'll a more exciting that. answer because that means that you've you've actually got it's not like oh yeah conquest you know obviously but there's something specific that you're thinking of which is really cool mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of sequences that that's you cool. know Ori and i have talked about like oh we could do this this way and we could do this this way and things like that um but uh uh but no i mean you know look everybody's excited about the conquest stuff mm-hmm. and i and i already have some like really cool tweaks in mind for how oh, to change geez. that up I'm not fucking ready for that. I'm not ready to I'm not ready to be to be annihilated like to, to just have my mind melded again. Yeah. I've already seen it in the comics. It's going to be tough enough. I'm not prepared for changes to that. In a good way. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, I'm not yeah. ready for it, for it to be over. I'm not going to say who, but I have like the perfect voice actor in mind that oh. I'm very excited about. Oh my uh, god. There's a lot about that that I'm really excited about. Cool. Uh, also, you know, there's a lot of stuff with Angstrom Levy that I think is going to be really cool. Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting to that. Yeah. And that, that'll, too. that'll happen sooner than Conquest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. how you guys didn't squeeze in a, a tease at the end there. I really thought I really thought it, man. Dude, but, but you know what I will the say? Ballers, yeah, when the Maulers were in the jail, we I thought know. for sure that there was going to be a portal opening up and they were going to like walk through it or something. Yeah, I know. I, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, but I will say the, I, I did not, I expected that more than I expected just the amount of things you threw at us at, at the end though. You get, you made up for it well and beyond with all the little things. I did not exe- expect to see Mr. Lou and Titan again in the sec with the Flaxons back already, already oh my God. civilizations already coming. Oh dude, that's, and that's music. Really cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Um, let's see here. We've got one from, um, uh, Mara Camille. She says, uh, in episode six, we see Eve growing trees and grapevines, which, which would fall under organic matter. Going to be some different restrictions in the show or tweaking that at all. Hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We'll have to see. Yeah. We'll have to see. It could Mike. be uh, uh, living human tissue instead, uh, yeah. but uh, we'll, we'll, it'll it'll definitely be covered in some way. Don't don't you worry. That's 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 the way I had it. Yeah, it's not it's not mm-hmm. human tissue. 
It's, yeah. You can make up any science you want to and just stick to the rule, you know? That's all. That's right, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Barrett writes in and wants to know, how dead is Donald? <laughs> yeah, you son of a bitch. I think, you know what, and y- there was a point. You, you mentioned uh, an interview you did referring to hell. I want to say there was something else regarding Donald that you, you, you wanted to do back in the day that you never really did, if I'm remembering correctly. In the comics, I mean, I can't remember if I I, I, I know I know I always wanted to, I always wanted to introduce his twin brother yes. Rom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, we may not be doing that. I mean, maybe eventually, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I, I, I will say, uh, Chris Diamantopoulos, who does the voice of Donald, who also did the voice of Doc Seismic. And I am forgetting he did another uh, cool voice as well. But he is uh, he's absolutely spectacular and absolutely amazing. And uh, whether Donald is back or not, uh, uh, you know, we, we will have him back, uh, you know, yeah, 10 yeah, times uh, uh, to play 100 different characters. Do you guys but plan I, I just so much. Do you guys plan a, ahead of time before even writing like, OK, we want this person to be playing these roles? Like, how do you know? Or is it like we have all these roles? Uh, you. Chris, you want to you want to do them, too? Or is it more structured well, than that? I mean, uh, you know, people like Gray Griffin and, yeah. uh, you know, Chris, uh, uh, Christy Diamantopoulos, uh, you know, they're voice actors. Uh, Ross Marquand, mm-hmm. uh, they're known for doing multiple, you know, characters. And so when we cast people like that, it's like, oh, they could play two or three different people. Uh, you know, which is really exciting. So it's not, um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of mapped out beforehand. It's not like you get into the recording. <laughs> you're like, Hey, we've got this other role. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> Throw this one in too. Cause I mean, it's all pre-negotiated, but, uh, cause there but are when some times have... where they're really minor roles. They, they might be someone that does something really quick. And I wasn't sure if that was like, all right, we just need to run through a couple of these lines. You have a couple different actors do it. So that way you go with one of them. I yeah. I mean, sure was... uh, when it's, a uh, uh, it's, you're not shooting live action. So, um, what happens is they make lists of how many lines of dialogue each character has. And you do get to the bottom where it's like, okay, we have these six people that have like one line or two or three lines. And it's like, you, you know, why would you hire an actor just to come in for one line? Mm -hmm. And so then somebody that can do different voices say, Oh God, look over there. And then you're like, okay. You know? Oh, I think it was like yeah. live action. You'd have to actually bring in a person because you're like, wait a minute, that's the same person over there. Like, what's going on? But yeah. you don't, you know, you don't have to do that with animation. I think I thought of that because of the beginning of uh, was it episode six uh, with uh, the the frat girls or whatever it was, the fraternity girls. You know, walking at the beginning was you know Justin uh, Rowland there. Yeah, yeah, but I want to say that yeah. the, the yeah. three girls were like. Adam, Eve, Amber. I want to say there is a few of familiar voices. Yeah. 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 I mean, mm-hmm. Kari Payton is the fighter jet pilot. Oh, that gets, gets smashed. Oh, nice. Cool. So there's like there. Yeah, there's stuff like that where we'll just, you know, like that guy only has like two or three lines. So that's makes awesome. sense. That's awesome. Ryan, you you had a question that I don't want to ask, but well, I think no, that it, it pertains regarding Rudy. Yeah. Like I, I remember a ton of conversation. Go figure about. Is it going to be Jason Mantzoukas? Is it going to be Zachary Quinto? Who's going to do the voice of Rudy and all this kind of stuff? And I know you had said at one point in an AMA or something like, we know, we got it figured out, we're aware. Um, and I'll add, I'll add too, like that we debated a lot on this. Ryan and I both thought that it was going to be um, Jason Mantzoukas. 
and Bill was convinced that it was going to be, um, help me. Zachary Quinto. Zachary Quinto. Quinto. And we were just all fucking wrong. But in the best way. In the best way. Mm -hmm. So, so Zachary Quinto is Rudy's original voice, which is what robots, robot voice is based on. Mm -hmm. So Zachary Quinto, you know, Rudy is dead, but the robot voice will always be Zachary Quinto. So like when he's yes. in the robot yes. suit oh, and, okay. and fantastic. And so that's, that's yes. the idea. Thank you. Um, <laughs> now that, and now that robot is in the Rex clone body, Jason Manzukis, we, uh, you know, he's a buddy of mine. And so I was like, like, can you do like a kid version of yourself? <laughs> and he's like, pal, I got one voice. And I was like, all right. That was a pretty good impression. voices. I was like, can you do a version of Jason Manzukas that sounds a little different? That like makes it, it sounds like he's younger. And he was like, let me try. And so Ross Marquand is doing young Rex or, or a young Rudy and Rex. And I have trouble keeping them all straight. I know. Uh, but I, which, which I love how complicated Invincible is when it gets to this kind of stuff. It's like the voice of the character that's in the clone body of the one guy, but when he gets older, da, 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 da. but uh, uh, theoretically, uh, the idea is that if the story continues and Rex grows, then eventually Manzukas will yeah. be taking over that role because then the age will match and the yeah. you know, that's that's the plan. It makes he does sense. such a good job too because like he's like it's literally especially in episode seven where it's it's showing a lot of Rudy toward the end. And then, you know, Rudy is talking in his normal like kid voice. And then it cuts to a scene uh, because I'm sorry, what's his name? Russ. Russ Marquand. Russ Marquand. Marquand also voices Immortal. And then he goes from Rudy like talking normal to like, where is Omni-Man? <laughs> <laughs> Two completely different voices from the same person. He does an awesome job. I think this is I think this is public. I, I give it to us. If it's not, it's okay. No, it's just like <laughs> it's just like a thing. So like uh if Matthew McConaughey does a movie and then Matthew McConaughey is off doing a different movie and they have like one or two lines of ADR. Oh my god. Sometimes they can't get Matthew McConaughey to come back and do that one line. And so before Ross was on Walking Dead, he was the guy that they would call in and they'd be like, "Okay, we need one line of Matthew McConaughey. Do it. And so you'd be watching a Matthew McConaughey movie and you don't realize that this one line that was inserted in is not Matthew McConaughey talking at all. That's awesome. (laughs) So he he does that for, you know, he was just on people. He was just on the the Skybound's Walking Dead podcast and he's (laughs) he's incredible. Like the voices that he can do is, is just so cool. He's the best. He's I awesome. mean, you guys know he's the Red Skull in in uh, uh, Infinity War and Endgame, right? Yes, you're right. I forgot, but he yes, is? because after Infinity yeah. War came out, we, yeah. I remember everybody looking it up and being like, "Oh, it's not. It's actually not. You know, the what's his name?" And we Hugo knew, Weaving. Yeah, and we're like, Hugo, "Hey, it's the yeah, guy from Hugo Walking Weaving. Dead." Yeah. yeah, Hugo Weaving doesn't want to be in the in the makeup, and yeah. so they were like, he, "Hugo Weaving, he, Red Skull," and he was like, "I sure can." Yeah, and he's <laughs> Aaron, Aaron in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah, he he literally sounded more like Hugo Weaving <laughs> than Hugo Weaving did in Endgame. I was like, get the fuck out! This is like awesome. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, so the that the robot scene, there there are moments that I cried that well, I, I like. Just to, before you go into that, like he also is Aquarius. Yeah. And so we're in the recording booth and I'm like, I don't know, man, like a fish person. <laughs> he's like, he's like, is he just kind of like, like, he goes, he goes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do my Jeff Bridges 
as if he's underwater. No. How do you think that'll sound? And I was like, uh, yeah, let's try that. And so if you go back and you listen to Aquarius, you can totally hear that it's kind of Jeff Bridges-esque. Oh, my God. I'm gonna Are have to check you it out. okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so there are moments, there are three specific moments that I, like, got teared up and cried. Um, it was It was when Rudy was saying goodbye to himself. That was so when so he says when he's when he says because he doesn't do this in the, the comic. Together. He says you can we could put you back in we could do it together. That's an oh addition God. that yeah. took us yeah. by surprise. Um, I mean, Zach Zach and Ross in that scene are are so spectacular. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that scene, um, the baseball scene, the the like him watching his son hit a home run, dude. That was awesome. Then obviously I'd still have you, Dad. Is <clears> there a scene? Did you cry at all while watching it? Like, did you? Like, I prefer not like to answer <laughs> for fear I may incriminate myself. <laughs> yeah. We're all we're all friends here. You can let us know. I will. The, I, I mean, will the say, fans too. Listen, I will. Listen, I had to sit my kids down one time, and I was like, "Look, you're going to see me crying at movies. <laughs> it's just going to happen. Like, I don't, you know, like I don't want you to think anything weird's happening. I just, I, I cry a lot. Like, it's just a thing that I do. And I like to tell myself that the empathy I feel when I'm watching a movie or a TV show uh, is the reason that I am able to write stories because I can yeah. put myself into those situations and and whatever." I, I cry like there's like nine or ten different points in the Speed Racer movie that I tear up. Uh, <laughs> the, first time, the first time I saw Sam Raimi's uh, Spider-Man trailer, I was I was weeping. Uh, oh man! Like like Kevin Smith, I got nothing on me. Uh, but like, like I was just like I, I I can't I can't believe Spider-Man is swinging on webs in a movie and it's real and I'm watching it. And I don't know what's happening. And, oh my god! Like I'm just like in front, you know, like and and you know, back then I'm like in front of my computer. I've got my ugly QuickTime window. I'm waiting <laughs> for 40 seconds to load on my 56k modem. You know. <laughs> uh, so uh, are there scenes that make me uh, tear? Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Definitely. I'll say like but even I mean, there. Like I have a lot of. Um, there's a lot more like stuff that that uh affects me than like the average viewer because like the the you know i'd have you dad line like harkens back to like a you know 18 year journey that i've been on and and the fact that you know that line became what it became in the in the show is something different for me and the fact <clears throat> that it uh, has been adapted into a show that exists and people are watching it and people are liking it um you know so it's not just the emotion of of that moment in the story, it's also a, you know, hey, this, 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 this little fat piece of shit from Kentucky did okay. You know, like it's, it's, it's like a whole, like a whole thing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. There's layers. And Steven, man, that Jesus. line, he killed, he killed it. He, he, the that whole, last episode, whole, dude. Can, the whole season. Absolutely. Can, can you tell us a little bit about what it was like in the booth when they were doing that? I assume that was one of the scenes they were recorded they together? together, right? Were they? Uh, you know what? Some of that stuff was together, and some of that stuff was a was apart because it, you know, different things were done at different times. And I know that Stephen came in, um, and did a lot of ADR to picture because we record the dialogue, and then the animators animate from the dialogue, and oh. then the you know stuff gets animated, and then um, 
you know, sometimes we bring the actor in and let them like polish it up when the animation is all completely done. Yeah. And so, you know, there's many different rounds of different things. So like one line of dialogue could have been done with JK. One line of dialogue could have been done ADR by himself while he's watching the animation. Um, and Steven really, um, you know, like just punched everything up when he came in for his ADR session and it really shows. Um, so he, you know, he did that, you know, when he was looking at his script, and pictures of, you know, the situation, uh, which is fantastic. But then he gets to do it again when he's like actually seeing it all unfold in front of him, uh, which, you know, allows him to do a little bit of a different performance. Wow. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, that stuff is, um, you know, it's, it's crazy. You're in a recording booth, you're behind a wall of glass, the actors, you know, in the room, you know, either with the other actor they're working with or by themselves. And they're kind of at a podium with their script and everything. Um, but it's, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen like behind the scenes with Mark mm -hmm. Hamill doing Joker voices and stuff like he's hopping around doing stuff in the, and, and, and it's like that, like, uh, uh, you know, Walton Goggins, mm -hmm. uh, in particular, uh, just like he, he likes to pace and he's, yeah. and he's like, We'd be like, oh, you got to stay at the mic. You got to stay at the mic. You'd be like, ah, oh, goddamn. <laughs> you know, and he, there was one, there was one part where he was like, he was like, if I was on set right now, I'd be killing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't stand having to stand in front of this mic. Because uh, he's like a very uh, animated, you know, like his, his performance kind of comes out physically, which is great. Uh, but you kind of get to see the the whole scene come to life, like in this booth with a guy like, you know, wearing plain clothes and stuff. Um, so like uh, like J.K. Simmons doing his like everything and every everyone and everything, you know, will turn yeah. to dust, like all that stuff. Those lines oh. I'm getting on right now. Uh, he uh, like the room shaking when he's doing that, you know, like you're just like, I can't I can't believe this is happening right now. Like J.K. Simmons is yelling. He's fucking yelling. He's yelling words I wrote. Like, holy crap, this is amazing. <laughs> Uh, so, so that stuff was fun. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, and I mean, the, the, uh, the scene where, uh, Sandra or Debbie goes into the hallway, uh, after she's like, that's, has the, this that's the scene that got me most. Yeah. Like, uh, but like in the booth, like she's doing the lines of dialogue when she's talking to Mark and you can see that she's just breaking, like holding it all together. And then yeah. she goes out in the Hollywood or in the Hollywood. She goes out in the hallway. <laughs> Sorry. I'm very tired. Uh, she goes out in the hallway and, uh, uh, just like loses it. And she does all of this in the recording booth. And <laughs> I've talked about this before, but like, I'm like, wiping my eyes crying like oh god like oh this is killing me and i'm like trying to like because you're in the booth with like 12 other people and i'm just kind of like oh god this is really embarrassing i can't believe this is just wrecking me like it is and i look over and literally everyone's crying <laughs> and i was like all right all right we're good we're good it's okay it's okay oh but, wow. uh, but yeah but i mean the 500 years line We've heard that so much from the comic and then like obviously later on in the comic and it's such a like a synonymous line in the comic itself. And then I heard it in the show and I we felt like we had to watch the finale, the three of us together. So we watched it together and even like I looked over at them, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to cry in front of them. Like, you know, like it, it was like I was I wasn't expecting that to hit me the way it did. And then it's funny because like later on, I watched it with my mother. And who never watches anything like this. And she's like, now you're a biggest fan. Like <laughs> all of a sudden. Um, but I'm, I'm like watching it with her and I'm actually like, I actually have videos cause I'm trying to catch her reaction. Cause she was struggling through the whole season finale. Um, but like that, that line came up and I like had the, I wanted to get a reaction. I was recording it. And in the recording, like I'm watching her 
And he says it, what are you going to have after 500 years? And he goes, you, Dad, I'd, I'd still have you. And then in the recording, you can actually hear me choking up. Because I like, got me again. <laughs> it's like, it still hits me every time. It hits me. It's so good. And like little things too. Like I'll bring up episode seven. Something so small that hit me and like kind of brought it. You know, I was starting to choke up a little bit as everything crazy was happening. And it was showing like little shots of like different people and everything's going crazy and they're fighting the kaiju and everything. Um, and Amanda just grabs yeah. Ruby's hand. Oh, yeah. Right there, like he, little he knows what like he's that. doing it's, with hands. Anytime oh hands gosh. are involved, <laughs> it's so good. Should we have someone hold hands in this scene? We should, and they should be like this. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. Everyone so, cry. But, but, but TJ, so so be honest though. You're recording your mother. You start tearing up. Does she look over at you and see you recording her and crying? And she's just like, I'm watching the cartoon, son. Like, uh, well, I was trying, trying to be a little discreet about it. She did. She did tear up though when uh, when he actually flew up into space and he was flying into space. I caught a, a glimpse of my mom just kind of wiping tears away. <laughs> So yeah, uh, you do you do it like the itch, right? Like, oh yeah, man, yeah. that was an itch. Oh, oh it's crazy. Uh, t- still, still on the kind of train of the voice actors. I got to bring up Jeffrey Donovan and Machine Head. Oh, I mean, that was so cool. I, I, that was one of those things, and I don't know if, you, if if there's other things that you can think of, but within the last two months, I did not expect like our friend Wyatt to make this awesome music video to his song or, or to his auto tuned voice and like just well, things like that that just kind of go a little viral and his voice was just so cool well he he was spectacular and uh uh like i didn't think machine head machine head shouldn't be one of my favorite characters in this show <laughs> like that's just exactly not on this show like really machine head but uh but uh like he was so great and like the uh uh imported italian maple oh stuff my God. There, was only, there was only one mention i can't remember if it was the door or the i think it was the desk was in the script uh-huh. and then he was like you know what when they bust through the door <laughs> i'm complaining about the door can i say also imported it down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes you can like that's great and so he he was doing that and then just the, his line delivery was so perfect and i can't even so like they you know the actors get cast and then when they come in for their first recording session like we didn't audition anybody so it's not like i met anybody in auditions and so they would just be like you know like would Jeffrey Donovan be good for this? And I'm like, fuck, fuck yes. <laughs> this, he's amazing. Like aside from burn notice, this, I think it's the second season of Fargo that he's in. Like he it, just amazing. If you guys haven't watched that, no. he's just so, he's so great. And so like you're meeting them for the first time when they come into the recording session and a lot of the conversation, and, and there's usually a packet and it's like, here's what your character looks like. And you know, here, and they've gotten the script and they've read it. And so they'll sometimes come in and have some questions, but the conversations you have with these actors, right? So you're a mobster and your head is a machine thing. It's like a big computer. I don't know. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. Uh, and then he just kind of went to the uh, uh, the booth and just absolutely like killed it. And you, and you write lines of dialogue, and when you write them, you kind of have a sense of the cadence of of how they're supposed to be said. And so, like every now and then. You know, like not on this show really, but like every now and then an actor will do it and you're like, oh, yeah, uh, not really getting there. And you got to like give them a little note or something. And then every now and then they'll, you know, say it and it's exactly what you wanted. And you're like, oh, my God, that's perfect. And then other times they'll do it and you're like, did I write that? 
Is that what? I'm, like, are they saying the right line? That's way better than what we wrote. Nope, those are the same words. Like, oh my god! Like, holy crap! Like, that is that they is just elevated that much. Uh, Norman Reedus does that a lot, where he'll take a line of dialogue and be like, "I'm going to make it mean this," and you're like, "What? Like, how did that happen?" Um, but he was just Jeffrey Donovan was great at that. And then while we're talking about Machine Head, after he did his uh, recording session. And the, you know, voices are worked into the animatics and everything. There's a lot of discussion about like, okay, well, he's called Machine Head. Like, what, what are we doing here? And, um, you know, the audio is just Jeffrey Donovan in a booth. And it was Corey Walker that was like, I think we should try to like auto-tune it slightly. I think that would sound really cool. And uh, uh, there was even some pushback along the way of like, ah, eh, you think that'll really work? And it was like, no, got to totally try that. And, and it really worked out. So I have to give Corey all the credit on the amazing auto-tune and, you know, where mm-hmm. all that went. That's great. Love it, man. It's it's those kinds of things that just fly high, man. Like, again, Ryan, you said never in a million years. I never would have thought that hearing an auto, an actual auto tune voice would work. And at first I was like, is that auto tune? And then I just fucking fell in love with it. And it worked so well. Like, it, it's just it's just crazy. And mm-hmm. I still have Wyatt's freaking song. I know it gets, where your it family gets, lives. It gets stuck yeah. in your head, man. <laughs> Speaking of it's, speaking of uh, Wyatt songs, awesome. um, the internet has exploded. And like, what's it like seeing Invincible finally like blow up? It's not a best kept secret anymore. Not for <laughs> us. Like, you know, what I mean, it's everybody knows about it. Everybody loves it. Everybody's talking about it. What's it like seeing like all these memes and these videos and these parodies and like reviews and everything that it's getting? Uh, I mean, it's it's really gratifying to know that I'm not seeing it all, you know, like it's it's grown <laughs> to that level where I couldn't yeah. possibly see everything. It's crazy. Uh, that's that's really amazing. Um, but I mean, it's it's I don't know. It's it's huge. It's a big deal because, um, you know, this is something that, uh, you know, Corey and Ryan and I have poured like, you know, decades of our lives into. And, um, you know, I know that uh, definitely when we were still working on the book. Uh, you know, I and Corey are like, I hope you're having a lot of fun with Walking Dead. We'll just be over here doing this, you know, like whatever. Uh, and uh, uh, and there was, you know, like Ryan would be like, yeah, like everybody's just, it's like talking about Walking Dead. Like, man, what's going on with Invincible? Like, everybody doesn't feel like Invincible. Like, what, what's what's happening? Uh, and so it's it's cool to be, you know, in this moment and have everybody, uh, uh, you know, talking about it and stuff. And and it's also cool to know that, you know, the material holds up and stuff. I mean, it has been a while. And so it's cool to see people enjoying it and everything. So and I don't was, know. It's it's it's, uh, it's hard to put into words uh, what it's like to have, you know, something that, you know, you're, you know, in a room with a couple of guys uh, making stuff up and putting it out in the world. And you have no idea if people are going to hate it or like it. And for it to grow into something like this, it's uh, uh, it's it's, you know, it's pretty moving and, and really gratifying and uh you know i couldn't be more appreciative of all the fans that have been there since day one supporting the comic book to like get it to this point you know yeah. like we didn't get to issue 144 without having a really dedicated fan base that was there for us you know like when we needed them and so now that we don't need them um <clears throat> uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad that they have this show to enjoy like i hope that they feel like they've you know earned it yeah that's the thing. You mentioned that, you know, you don't get to see you can't possibly see everything online right now. And that was a weird turning point for us because there was, a, you know, obviously a time and especially doing this podcast, we were like, all right, uh, this guy, you know, posted some, you know, art about it. That's cool. Let's talk about that. Um, and now it's like there's no, there's just too much. There's so much. And for a while there, especially when the show first came out, we're like, 
this seems like it's doing really well, but we're also in a, a bubble of our own making, you know, like we surround ourselves with people who would like it and talk about it. And then it it's like, oh, no, this isn't just that. Now you're seeing it, you know, sell out at Amazon. You can't buy it like the graphic novels, the trade paperbacks, yeah. everything. It's like, no, this is actually doing really well. This is actually so Why aren't bigger. they announcing season two? I know. So then that happened. Talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> Uh, there are strategies that you have to adhere to when you yeah. announce new things. Like, oh, it was on. perfect. It was yeah, perfect. I, I do think that the strategy has been so smart and so like great. Like everything, everything about the invincible marketing um, has been Absolutely. awesome. We we cannot buy all of. There's invincible merchandise that I just I can't get. Like <laughs> I, it's too. It's, I I don't have enough money. Like and that's crazy. <laughs> and before we were like, oh, there's Work this harder. pin. I, I need to get this pin. <laughs> I, I can't uh, tell Liz how much I spent, but it's a lot. <laughs> Speaking of which, though, like especially okay. for like message received, I'll try to send you guys some more stuff. <laughs> oh, hey, wink, off. wink. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, and like merchandise and 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 people who haven't read the comics, uh, Rob Ladinsky writes in and wants to know: Are there any plans to re-release the comics in any other like compendium format or like collected form? Um, I mean, not right now. I mean, the three formats that we have that are active are the trades and the ultimate collections and the compendiums, uh, the complete invincible library editions. Uh, they were so expensive to produce. We only ended up doing three volumes. Yeah. Um, that really bugs me. Uh, so I'm hoping that, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that we'll, <laughs> we'll be able to uh, at some point soon actually finish out that run. Cause that'll be a That'd complete be really six cool. volume set when it's all done. Cool. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, that, that should happen. Uh, also the, uh, uh, you know, the books are selling, uh, very, uh, briskly. So I'm hoping that at some point in the next six months or so, we'll be able to reprint, uh, the ultimate collection volume nine and get that, uh, you're going to uh, make me buy it again. And I will gladly buy that again. <laughs> I will gladly buy it again. Is that why? Seriously? Oh, well, it was a, it was an error. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, but what's going to happen when we reprint it is I'm going to print a bunch of extra dust jackets, and so we'll probably put them on the Skybound website so you can cool. you know buy the <laughs> dust jacket for like ten cents or something. And oh, that's, that's really smart. smart. That's smart. Uh, that's so awesome. anybody that has the volume can get a replacement dust jacket with the correct <laughs> logo color. Because I, I, I look. I know. I understand. I know. Yeah. And it's like, I've always rationalized it too. I was always like, well, you know, you see volume eight, the image and the eight were in yellow. And so was the word invincible. So when they changed those colors, they changed. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've all names, but a very talented designer uh, started working for us, uh, I believe. And that was his first invincible volume. And he was just being too creative. He was oh. like, oh yeah, the logos change color on the spines, right? So yeah. this is going to be great. And then no one in the process caught it. Uh, but, Sorry. Uh, but, uh, is there we're talking about merchandise i've always wondered is there something like off the top of your head that's a really prized invincible piece that you have whether it's a piece of art or something else um i i uh, uh i i love the claiborne moore statue that i see over your over mm -hmm. your shoulder there yeah uh, the invincible uh thing uh that's that's a really cool thing i have a i have a bronze version of that i was gonna ask actually, if that existed <laughs> yeah there's uh claiborne moore would uh uh he would they were very expensive and they're like a hundred percent like real bronze like you you know like he would cast it at like a real bronze uh is that a called a refiner for refinery it's not a refinery is it i don't know what it's called but yeah. uh, uh a bronze place where they actually do like big castings of bronze statues. Um, and so anytime, 
Uh, they were so expensive to make that anytime someone would buy the bronze statue, he would cast two of them. And so when the first one was sold, I think I got one. And then when the second <laughs> one was sold, I think Corey got one. Uh, and then I think Ryan got one eventually. I'm not sure. Ryan, uh, I don't know. I think Ryan has one too. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, but yeah, that's, that's the coolest thing. That and is. it's like, it's, it's polished around the like logo on his chest and stuff. So the, so the costume details are like slightly a different shade of bronze. Like the way cool. Claiborne Moore did it is like super oh, cool. That's awesome. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. Um, and then I, I, I uh, uh, unfortunately with walking dead and invincible, uh, those were coming out when I was, uh, uh, quite broke. And so most of that original art was like scattered to the winds and sold to other people. And so mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of the early stuff, but some of the later stuff, I have some really cool, uh, uh, you know, various pieces I have. Um, I think most of the ultimate collection wraparounds oh, by Ryan. Yeah. Like I have, I have those pieces. Um, and then, uh, like Ryan gave me the entirety of invincible zero as a, as a gift. So I have all those pages and that's, that's just really cool. But uh, but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff along the way cool. that I was able to pick up. Awesome, man. So I, we're, we're running out of time. Yeah. We're running short. Um, can you? We've been ever since like you kind of were like, oh hey, check out Corey Walker's um, blog and see what that's about. Like, uh, there's some stuff that's on there, Robert, uh -huh. and um, like he's he's drawing like he drew Terra. We saw Marky. We saw King Immortal. Um, is there anything cool like that we should expect with that or <laughs> I don't maybe know what just, kind of answer I'm maybe expecting. Just, maybe he's just I think one of those posts say this is unrelated to what I'm working on. So I don't know why you would think they're related to anything at all. I mean, he's clearly saying in plain text that these are just things he's doing for fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <couple> <laughs> I got, I got a couple quick ones then. Uh, sure. Titan holding Gary upside down. Is that a reference to Gary in the comics or is that a coincidence? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Wasn't sure. <laughs> That's an answer. That's an answer. Uh, what about, um, who called Cecil during that machine, machine head fight? Cause they got an anonymous call. And so that we went back and forth and I'm like, Oh, it was definitely Titan because he wanted to make sure. And they're like, no, it was Omni man. Cause he, you know, he wanted to make sure that Mark got help and we, we couldn't figure it out. Yeah, uh, you guys are putting me on the spot. I'm Sorry. pretty sure it was Omni Man, but I would have to—I don't know—I would yeah. have to either watch it again or <laughs> uh, go back into my notes or not be an idiot that forgets everything. That's all right. We that would make the most amount, amount of sense because yeah, Titan I wouldn't have. Cecil's that, that's number, what we decided. Like, yeah, yeah. That I think that that's what yeah, because like Omni Man's not there to help, but. You know, because he's basically sizing. I mean, the thing that he's doing there is he's he's trying to teach Mark a lesson, and he's also trying to size up the the new guardians to see if they're worthy mm -hmm. of him murdering mm -hmm. them. And uh, you know, he decides that it's not worth his time. Yeah, I like that. I like <laughs> uh, that too. But I think, oh. yeah, I think the idea is that at some point during that, he was like, mm, "Should probably call Cecil here." Yeah, yeah. And then, don't get mad, but you know the rules, and I gotta <laughs> ask: Invincible is a. Uh, is a is a hit now and it's doing very well i mean how's the uh live action movie coming along <laughs> i gotta ask i gotta ask to go when you asked me this last <laughs> it was like three weeks ago <laughs> you know the rules it'll come uh, again every time we talk th things are progressing at a pace <laughs> there we go <laughs> that uh, is measurable 
Well, I, I ask uh, Tommy. I promise. I promise that when there is something to report, it will be reported. All right. And we are all very excited, and things are continuing. There's not any kind of, uh, you know, there's not any kind of stalling or anything going on. It's just a slow process. Yeah. Can I ask if um, uh, the conversation regarding people not looking up was ever thrown out there to be included in the show, or? Yeah, I mean, it hasn't appeared yet, but, uh, you know, there's still time. Still time. Cool. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, there are little things like that that, uh, you know, maybe slip through the cracks on season one that, uh, you know, aren't necessarily, uh, you know, things that, you know, it doesn't mean they're not going to show up. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. you know, these are these things are, uh, I think, important to the life of the show. And, and, and we're, I mean, that conversation deals heavily with uh, a certain love triangle that we might get more involved in. So... I think that can still apply pretty easily. I mean, if we follow that storyline, we could yeah. do something completely different. Exactly. That's right. Rex is still out there. <laughs> before uh, uh, before we wrap up, I mean, sure. Firepower is out there. Uh, the Walking Dead Deluxe is out there. Walking Dead Deluxe and is a ton of fun. That's, that's yeah, really cool. It's, it's great. And been, I will say, like, I've been so invincible like my mindset has been wrapped around invincible for the past like you know month and a half two months and like it just hit me like yesterday or today like next month the you know end of all things oblivion song oh my god that's next month last six issues and i cannot fucking wait so if you're listening (laughs) and you have not uh read oblivion song Please catch up on the first 30 issues. We'll be talking about that on the Oblivion Song podcast. But, you know, I cannot wait for the ending of that. Like, it's going to be insane. And I'll have to come on to that podcast for the last uh, for the for the last issue. Oh, that, boy. That's the deal. I agreed to do that. That was the that deal. That was the deal. We <laughs> made that deal like four years ago. That was, <laughs> like, that was like almost five years ago. I don't know. Uh, it, was, it was right after the comic came out. So, yeah, yeah. it was like, what, 2018 or something? Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Robert. I mean, we didn't say it, but it's pretty obvious. We absolutely love the show. All the changes were brilliant. We couldn't get enough of it. Week to week was such a great idea. We've been, you know, on such a high for two months as we've been experiencing this and sharing it with the world and getting to talk about it every week again at length. Like this has been such a blast and we can't wait. I mean, we'll be patient. We know animation takes a long time. Can't wait for the for seasons two and three and uh, just, I mean, you guys assembled such an awesome team from the art, the music, I mean, everything about it, everything. I mean, the writing, you guys did such a good job and we couldn't be more proud of, you know, this thing that we talk about and, you know, share with other people to have this now in our, you know, arsenal to hand out and pass out to everybody. So thank you again. And thanks to everybody that worked on it. Yeah, no, I mean, thank you. But let me just say to the fan base, like uh, uh, the se- the first season is where you uh, work the kinks out. So like we've learned so much over the course of the first season that we're going to be hitting the ground running and yeah. coming out with uh, all kinds of amazing stuff. And, and things will just continue to improve from here as we hone our craft on this show. So as much as you like season one, uh, I can almost guarantee that season two and season three uh, and hopefully beyond will be uh, exceeding uh, what we were able to accomplish with season one. So I could not be more excited about what we're going to be doing. Awesome. Us too. All right. Thank you crazy. so much. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Mark, we need to talk. You lied to me. All right, welcome back. We are now about to jump into our 
episode recap for the season finale. Thanks again, obviously, to Robert Kirkman. That was a blast. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. It was so much fun. That was an amazing time. It, it was, was so good. much fun. And so you guys good. could tell, like, it, it was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, I think um, Wyatt said it on Twitter. Like, there's there, there there's not a better way to to like wrap up after the finale. We're hyped on the finale. We just got announced season two and three, and then we get to sit down and have that conversation. It was a blast. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we hit the uh, episode eight recap, I wanted to bring up a couple emails. This one comes from, uh, let's see, Marcus Hutchins. You know what? Actually, Bill, I want you to go first before I read Marcos. Okay. Are you sure you're recording, Ryan? Yes, I'm definitely I, recording. I thought the same thing <laughs> Dude, when you said that. Really? <laughs> no. When yeah. you were like, actually, I thought you were going to be like, no, no, we're not recording. No, this time recording. I am. Definitely recording. All right. Gotcha. All right. So, yeah. So, I have one from Brian here. Yep. Um, hey, guys. Long time, first time. I like it. Uh, I'm loving the animated show, but even more, I'm loving watching the fandom explode. I'm seeing way more tweets and memes about the show and the comic. The subreddit went from 5,000 subscribers to 30,000 in a <laughs> month. That's insane. Um, and there's at least two other podcasts about the show. In parentheses, you guys are still my favorite, of course. Um, what a time to be a fan. Uh, I was texting my friend after we both finished seven about how nuts episode eight is going to be. And I jokingly at first said, what if Kirkman twists it and has Mark join him? I'm sure this won't happen, excuse me, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized the show pretty much cannot lose me. They've made some pretty substantial changes. Some had me concerned at first, but all of them have worked out great, if not better than the source material. Top example, Debbie's growing suspicion of Nolan felt like it would detract from the season's climax. We all talked about that. Yeah. Um, but it has played out amazingly, and I'm sorry for ever doubting the show's writers. Uh, I, I was curious to hear your overall thoughts on the changes from book to show and what you feel um, and what you feel worked and what, if anything, didn't. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Keep up the great work. And when are they announcing season two already? <laughs> Time travel. They, they did. did. Uh, love Brian, who is uh, on Twitter. He's at every invincible. Yeah. So he's very active on Twitter as well. Now I'm just wondering, like, when the heck are they going to announce season four? <laughs> I know, right? It's never good enough for us. But so specifically, he wanted to know what our overall thoughts were on the changes from book to show, what we liked, what we didn't like, what worked, what didn't work. I mean, we talked about it during the during the Kirkman interview, too. I, all the character mm -hmm. changes, Amber, um, Debbie and, oh, you yeah. know, it, Damien Darkblood, all of them like that. I think that's the biggest thing for me was just the character growth from like how much more that they added. Mm -hmm. I think – go ahead, Ryan. You can go first. I was going to say I obviously I agree with those. I also really liked the way they truncated Hardcover Volume 2 and inserted it into Hardcover Volume 1. You know, so instead of Mark, you know, dealing with the, the, the teacher and the bombs and like that kind of stuff, it was him dealing with, you know – the Flaxons and them coming the way they put that into one episode or mm -hmm. how they fleshed out Titan to be like his own episode. And, you know, the multiple appearances that he had combined into one episode, like the way they weaved Rudy's and robots story through the entire season and made it perfectly aligned with bringing immortal back, like that kind of stuff. I, I absolutely mm -hmm. loved. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I was, I was going to say pretty much the same thing. Like, 
if you have this much show, right, um, instead of doing, you know, gets his powers, then there's the teacher with the bombs, then there's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this to make this, they, like, totally took things out. They they were able to take things out of the show entirely, which I love because there were the things they took out are the things that I thought were like super boring and unnecessary. <laughs> and then they actually expanded on things that they didn't have to. That and you didn't know you it's, wanted. It's, it's, yeah, and it still filled this amount of space. So they totally rearranged what they – it wasn't just like, OK, page one of the comic, page, like scene one of the show. Like they could have literally done that, but they did such an amazing job reworking it all Mm -hmm. i don't really think there's anything that didn't work like to be completely honest i thought i wasn't gonna like william being gay the entire time because i liked the the relationship that he and eve had and then when he comes out of the closet and saying oh yeah i'm gay and then eve's like oh that makes a lot of sense actually um there's actually a moment in episode eight where they would have started that relationship and they kind of do like they kind of they like smirk at each other for a second they become friends they become like friends like that's where they like okay we're friends now but that's where they actually started to kind of like date um but i like william i I like william and i think that this this time that we live in it's like it makes sense for him to be out Mm -hmm. you know and and openly gay the entire time so uh, do you guys think anything didn't work like if you were to like really pull it apart in terms of changes, yeah, mm. I, I I think it's just comparing. There are certain things, yeah. and we've talked we've talked about it, we've talked about it, you know, in our previous review uh, recaps and reviews. But there are certain things that I liked better in the comic. Doesn't mean I didn't like it in the show. There yeah. are things that I like better in the show that I. But that, you don't you think know, the comic is bad. Right. And yeah. I think that like it's okay to like this more in the show and it's okay to like this more in the comic. It doesn't mean that you hate the comic or that you hated the show. Like it's it goes both ways, right? Like so I've got one for I, you. I don't think that there's anything that I would say was bad in the show. So yeah. no, I don't think anything there or anything that was bad in the comic. Like I I like both versions. I'd have to think about it more. And again, we've talked about this at length, and I don't understand the hate that Amber's getting, so this has nothing to do with that. But I would have liked to have seen more happy moments between Mark and Amber, and we talked a little bit about that, because it did go from one episode, they just start dating, and the next episode, it's been three months, and they're starting a little bit of a tumultuous Mm. whatever relationship. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that in between. But again, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a complaint, it's just something I would have liked to have seen. Um, Um. we we can dig into it, but when you brought up the hate that Amber is giving, is mm-hmm. getting, like, I mean, there's obviously a point of going overboard, but, and again, we'll get into it when we get in, when we get to there later, but I think you're supposed to feel a certain way. I think the writers want you to feel a certain way because they know that, you know, everybody knows, even people that haven't read the comic, that eventually in- Invincible and Eve are supposed to be together. And you're supposed to, I feel like you're supposed to kind of feel that at the end of this episode. Mm. But we'll get to it. Everybody that I know that I, I've read, that it hasn't read the comics is like, oh, where did well, that, where well, did that do, come from? Like, do, oh, come on, just be with Eve. They, do, with hint, Eve. they do hint at it in like episode mm-hmm. three with Eve going out the, yeah. at the window, the way she, or, and then in a later episode before she leaves, the moment that she has with Mark. So yeah, they are kind of hinting at it and setting that, yeah. that mm-hmm. base relationship up. Um, it, it makes more sense for Eve and Mark to have a really strong friendship before they start a really strong romantic um, relationship because like, I mean, Eve is a rebound. 
pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think yeah. it's important to have like a strong relationship with somebody before because Amber here's the thing, guys, like I don't think pe people relate to Amber and are mad at, at her being mad at Mark for really anything when she dumped him because of the whole reanimation scene, because she knew that he was there and she still flipped out about it and stuff like that. But what people need to know or think about is that this isn't the real world. This yes. is a world where superheroes are not like they're not like gods. You know what I mean? Like yes. being a superhero does not give you an excuse to be a dick to the person yes. you are in a relationship with. Like, and at the end the of the point, day, people, even still, though, the point. and at the end of the day, she could still not be okay with it. Even if they were like, she has a, the right to be like, yeah, like, I don't really want to deal with this it's anymore. Your, it's, it's, it's your <laughs> fucking job. You're, you're choosing to do this stuff, but you're also choosing to be with me. So Either yeah. make the time for me or don't. And if you're going to risk your life, don't fucking lie to me. Like she got mad at, at Mark during that reanimate scene in episode six, right? Six. Yes. Yeah. Um, because she fucking lied to him. She said, you're a, you're a lying piece of shit. I know that you were right over there. Like mm. she just wanted him to come clean and he couldn't because he thought uh, that he was above reason, it all. Though. Like that was part of the that reason. Is but the it was, reason. No, she also said, uh, are you going to make time for me? I'm important to you. Why haven't you time for me? So that's where I think people are. And again, I, I love Amber. I, I think Amber might be my favorite character of the season, but at the same time, I can understand where I can understand both sides of this argument. And again, I think the writers want to spark this conversation, right? I don't think that people have to be like, you're not allowed to be against Amber. And I don't think it's that not. it's right for people to be <laughs> like, Oh, Amber's a fucking bitch. Like, no, like it's, it, it's there. It's okay to find a middle ground. Like mm -hmm. don't go so extreme one way or the other, but yeah, I can see where people are coming from where it's like, yeah, like, Amber, you got to understand, like, sure, it's in a world of superheroes and maybe he should have told you because it is a common thing. But at the same time, the whole like he is still risking his life. Like people are he's like he's like getting his ass kicked in every episode. And so I understood that the end of this episode. And again, we'll get to it. Yeah. All right. We'll I get, get to it. We, we'll get to it. This is going to touch a little bit on that. But um, uh, Marcus Hutchins from uh, Spokane, Washington, wrote in. He says, hey, guys, love the podcast, fellow KFBF and Invincible Superfan. I loved the series since the first Ultimate Collection and ravenously read every single issue from that point. Just like you guys, I've been loving the TV series. And one of my favorite things about it has how they've been how they expanded some character storylines and condensed others. Um, some characters and storylines. What have uh, been each of your favorite things that they both expanded and condensed, which we've just talked about a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, for Marcus, uh, some of his favorite expansions have been Mark's training and interactions with Nolan, character arcs for all the female leads, Deborah, Debbie, Amber, and Eve, and all the new things that Cecil throws at Nolan in episode seven. Some of my favorite things that the show has condensed or abbreviated are the Flaxen encounters, D.A. Sinclair and the Reanimen, Robots transition to Rudy, and then Mark's early fights against minor villains. <clears throat> I think the pacing of the first season was fantastic, and I can't wait to see how they adapt the comic timeline for season two. I would love for season two to include storylines all the way up to issue 50. What about you guys? Keep up the great work. Can't wait for episode eight and podcast 100. Marcus Hutchins from Spokane, Washington. And I got to say that Doug also wrote an email in asking us a very similar question about some of our favorite changes and expansions and, and all that kind of stuff. And we've we've covered mm -hmm. it a little bit with Brian's question as well. So, so yeah, thanks. Mm. And as far as the question on <clears throat> where we think season two might go, 
we got we got a lot to say about that and we're going to have more episodes to talk about all that but right now it's all about the season finale episode 8 of invincible we we're here we've made it tj it's, it's your lead man you're starting us off with this one all right invincible season 1 finale episode 8 where i come from so it Did, opens up. Do you want to get quick react, uh, like for like quick impressions right off the bat? Sure. sure. Go ahead, Ryan. You can go first. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, we're gonna talk about it and gush about it a lot right here. I loved it. I loved the uh, parallels to the comics. I mean, this was the episode where I found myself doing the, you know, the. Uh, uh, you know, like pointing at the TV screen and be like, holy shit, that, that's that panel from the comic. And it, it, there were so many of those moments. And whereas other, um, you know, other episodes has had it, this one nailed it so many times and was just, it was pulled right from the comic. And then certain things, the way they expanded on it, the, I mean, Stephen Young, man, J.K. Simmons, I mean, the, the voices, the voice acting blew me away. Um, I can't believe how much, how emotional it was for things that we, have read countless times and it still hit us the the, the new things that they've added it, it i can't wait to talk about it at, in depth with you guys mm -hmm. bill um you know i was i was really trying to think about what were some of the best season finales i've watched <laughs> um and this is probably my favorite like i i think that it is so consistent in that it's not like normally the penultimate episode is like mm. the big one, right? Like and Game then, of Thrones. Yeah. And then all of season, all, all of the season finale is just like, kind of like what the, what the second half of this episode was, but even the second half of this episode, it was gut wrenching and emotional. And like, you felt, I just, I felt so much during this episode and, and talking to some of the people, my, my other friends that watch it, like, I was like, did you ever think that you'd be this emotional watching a cartoon? Yeah. And and it it finally happened. Like you forgot you were watching an hour long animated show. Like remember when it first started, we were like, wow, this is an hour. Like I feel weird. What do I like? How do I do? Oh, I know, like, right? How do I react? And this I was just I could not I could not take my eyes off the screen. I cried. I fucking laughed. I gasped like it was fucking perfect. Like. Anyone we, that gave it anything less than a 10 out of a 10 is out of their freaking mind. This was one that we actually got to watch together, th thankfully, and it was it, it was just great. Like we would just keep glancing at each other like like with like this look of like shock and kind of disgust at times. Like we can't believe this is happening. The whole thing was very mm -hmm. surreal. And I remember saying that after yeah. episode one, and that was the last time I felt like this. All these episodes have been great. But episode one was surreal because it's like we're seeing this thing come to life that we know so well. And it was so good and it was hitting on so many levels that it just was crazy. TJ? I mean, we keep saying it that like I knew what was coming in the finale. I knew exactly what was going to happen. And I had no fucking idea what was what actually, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, same thing with episode seven. It, you go into each episode thinking I've read the comics. I know how this is going to play out. And even though it does play out similar like the overall arcing arching story mm -hmm. but it plays out nothing like what you're expecting like my jaw mm -hmm. was still on the ground the whole time i couldn't believe i feel like invincible fans are like 
you have to, to to read the comic. It's so crazy. And like, look at this art, look at like this battle beast guy and ripping people in half and like how crazy it is. It's so bloody. They had to like kind of up their game a little bit and they, holy shit, they upped their game for this finale. Like it was brutal. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. some parts were like really difficult to watch. Yeah. It, like I'll bring it up during yeah, the, we have, but I we have, have stories, to talk I have about. stories. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, of course I loved it mm-hmm. and it was, you know, always, always exceeding my expectations. Yeah. Um, All right, here we go. Take it, it away, up. TJ. Opening shot. Opening shot. It's just, uh, just, it's just it's grass. grass. <laughs> just grass. <laughs> Which is funny because some grass I've, and you can hear, I've, you I've, can hear. I've watched it a couple, t- several times and I remember the second time I watched it, I thought my TV was still paused. And I was like, wait, did yeah, because it's a while. It's a while. And I love that because it's it makes you question for a second. And then it then it just slowly starts to rain blood. It's like, mm-hmm. what? Start, starts to rain blood. And then in the background, you see uh, uh, the immortal's body hit the ground. And then up close, his severed head. Crazy. Fucking mm-hmm. crazy. And then the camera doesn't even change. It just points upward, which was awesome. And you see Mark and Nolan in the sky um, uh, right where we left off in season or in uh, episode seven. Omni-Man says, Mark, we need to talk. Mark, this was nuts. Mark immediately says no and attacks Omni-Man and says, something is controlling you. Let my mm-hmm. dad go. Dad, tell me how to stop it. I loved it. Omni-Man, like Nolan's face in this moment because oh, they're yeah. flying and you just see like Nolan's face and the, the way they had it framed and he's just staring at him just like like Mark, super stoic no. just did you guys like he knows nothing guys, can phase him nothing can hurt him he's just like come but on i've i talked about this throughout the season about how one of my favorite things and we talked about it with kirkman too is um the brainwashing yeah. thing like it like war woman uh, saying it in the first episode and people thinking oh there's got to be a reason there's got to be a reason maybe and robots to start out like this like yeah perfect 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 what was that bill um i was gonna say did you guys notice how Episode seven was obviously from <laughs> Nolan's perspective, like the entire thing, even when Mark sh- showed up, it felt very much like Nolan's like Nolan's episode. And yeah. when this one started it, no one was standing there and he's like, we need to talk and the blood is dripping from him. But it's like it's- Mark focusing on it. And it's like like a heartbeat fading and and and, uh, and it instantly changes the perspective. And you're like. I'm as confused as Mark is right now. Like they did such a good job of like continuing the entire thing, but completely swapping your, your mind, your perspective on on it. It was fucking great. Good call. Um, so invincible tries to attack him. Uh, you know, Omni-Man just grabs him pretty much pretty immediately and just throws him to the side. And he says, Mark, it's me. It's just me. And this isn't how I wanted to do this, but it's time you know where you come from. I felt like this was in within like two minutes and it was like, oh, it's, it's, it's already doing the flashback. It's, it's uh, yeah. like it felt really fast yeah. and he was talking quickly and things were on the screen. I'm like, slow down, slow down, especially some of these scenes. Yeah. And when he was like talking about how how long they live and stuff like that, I was like, no, go ahead, TJ. Sorry. 
So the so the uh, flashback he says, in order for our people to reach their full potential, we had to remove the weak from our society. Uh, then it shows Viltrumites killing other Viltrumites. Uh, Nolan says that the war cut their population in half, but it was so strong by that point that it just grew and became like the greatest empire in the galaxy. I like how he's like it became the only empire. They voted. They voted to make they, it the yeah, only yeah, empire in the galaxy. That's, that was it. Um, so good. And I then, think it's. Uh, I think it's worth noting that Nolan also states, and you were maybe going to say this, that he he says that happened way before I was before born. he was even born. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like that's that. Interesting. What that happened a really long time ago. So that's not like a new thing. Like the Viltrum Empire that Nolan knows it was a way is, of life is the one that like everyone is the strongest already. Like yeah. they don't do that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting then. That means the three characters that we saw during yep. the, the fighting are three characters that are much older than Nolan. But again, and we're when, you, when all. you all live, when you live for thousands of years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what's what's a couple thousand years older, you know? Nolan yeah. says, when I be, when I came, became of age, I joined the war effort. Uh, they we took over thousands of planets but then their forces were stretched thin and their expansion stopped. Um, they decided to send one officer to each planet that they were targeting so that they could weaken it on their own to prepare it for an easier takeover. Mm-hmm. In this uh, flashback scene, you also get um, yep. Alan's, Alan's people. With a little, um, little can slot. So, little can slot <laughs> so to say, like, you also get a lot of nods to the comic. Dude, uh, that panel with the blue aliens... With a thing through his yeah his chest that, that was ripped right from the comic. same panel yep same so panel so cool we see certain characters that um you know we learn more about later on in the comic like we could we could say names holy we could shit. say yeah. holy shit yeah. we see conquest we see, see Thresha we see General Craig we see them before they look a little different than they do in the comic because this is mm-hmm. many years ago but they looked awesome Thresha looked awesome like I have a question yeah. I have a question yeah. Because I'm str- I, I'm getting these two mixed up. Later, later, later on in the comic, there is a woman who is all green, an all green alien. What's her name? I'll I'll um, she's the one with the staff, right? Oh, no, she's Universal? all green. Yeah, no, green. She's green. Universe is all green. First of all, Uni- universe is all green. Is she? Uh, that's not who I'm thinking of. I don't know then, man. I don't, I don't know. know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't okay. matter. It doesn't matter. She's not. You're not thinking of um, the princess from Galdaria, are you? Zach's girlfriend? No. She, no? Okay. So. I don't think so. Okay. I don't okay. It doesn't matter. Moving on. Um, yeah, so we see uh, Thresha. We see Conquest. Um, we see the Unopens, which is Alan, mm-hmm. uh, Alan the Alien. Alan's race, race yeah. Um, so it gets back to... Mark and Nolan and uh, Nolan says, now we need to get Earth ready to join the Viltrum Empire. And I love that he said it like that because it's like, we just need to get them ready to join, to join, join our little club. Bill, you were saying after we watched it, like how this entire time is just an escalation of Nolan. The way they wrote this is so well done. Like Nolan's like, hey, like we just need to do this thing. You know what I mean? We just... Yeah, we're gonna stop some people you know get them ready you know if they don't want to mm-hmm. they don't you know i mean like and, and mark's the one freaking out and then nolan's like slowly losing his temper he just yeah. and, and he gets sh- he gets shorter and shorter to the point where he's just like why 
You know what? He just can't. Yeah. And 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 oh. you you get you get like it's it's really fucking cool because throughout <laughs> the entire season, the whole season, you don't hear Nolan raise his voice at all until the last five minutes, three minutes of him being in this episode, and it hits so hard, especially when you realize it. Like seriously, watch it again, and you're like, even with him arguing with Mark, he's like, Mark, this is a good thing, bud. Yeah. Like. Like you're a Voltramite. Help me, help me <laughs> we, conquer Earth. We will Earth make and, Earth better. This is this is yeah, this is good. Dude, and, and and the 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 jet scene that comes up, he's like, oh, where's that other jet at? We're gonna you know get I mean? to like, it. Yeah, I know, but like, <laughs> it's, I, I like seriously, watch it again if you haven't watched it five times. Watch it six times and just listen to <laughs> Nolan's voice and how consistent it is. And J.K. Simmons, it's like you can tell he's like, all right, now fly off the hook. And now he's fucking J.K. Simmons from Whiplash, and it's scary as fuck. All right, scary. go ahead. Uh, so. Mark says, you lied to me. And he says, uh, no one says, I couldn't tell you everything. Not until I knew that you were a Viltrumite mm-hmm. and Invincible's crying. And he says, it doesn't make any sense. You love me. You love mom. And Nolan explains, like, do you understand how long we live? He says, you're, and this is different from the comic. And I loved this. Mm-hmm. He says, you're half Viltrumite, but our blood is so pure that you're practically full Viltrumite. I love that. So, I forgot some of the words. I intentionally didn't want to reread it. I actually skimmed it today, and that is in the comic. And it a is lot, in the comic. dude, a yeah. lot more than I thought is in the comic. Like rereading, because I'm like, holy how, shit! Like there is a lot. How much over the past five years have we talked? How how much have we talked in Super Fight about? He's only half Viltrumite. He's only half Viltrumite. We've never talked about that. We never bring it up. So I feel like that's something that was like kind of a well, big miss on our part. Well, we no, never I mean, talk I, about it. I. When it's in Super Fight, when we play it with that, saying that somebody's half Viltrumite means that they have all the powers of a Viltrumite as if they were a full Viltrumite. Like, so if it's mm-hmm. Adam Eve, who's also a half Viltrumite, that means she's got both. You know, I mean, I, I don't I never took it as uh, as a negative well, that they're half. I feel like we've talked about talked about Mark in that sense, too, though. Hmm. I don't, I don't think we've ever thought of Mark as a full, full Viltrumite. I don't know. I mean, he's not. He's he's not. I will. But he but he kind of, you know, yeah. I mean, I guess he, he kind of is. So yeah. There's like. Like he maybe in in this kind of standard, he's like literally one percent human <laughs> and then ninety nine percent filtramite yeah. in turn because it's so pure yeah. DNA. Nolan says you're going to live for thousands of years. Everyone you love, everyone, you know, will die. Everyone, you know, and love will be gone before you even look 30. Yeah. And and Nolan says, uh, well, go ahead. He says. I don't want that for you. And he looks kind oh, of sad. I know. He actually understands and, like, like he, he little little bits like there's a moment there like, why wouldn't Nolan want that for him? You know what I mean? Like he he knows yeah. none of these people care. He, he, he knows he's, he knows he's, Debbie's going to die. Empathy. It's empathy. He yeah. doesn't want his son to have to feel those feelings. But he's but you know what I mean? Like that's that's great. That mm-hmm. is great because she's feeling it. But because yeah. um, him saying that is not the same Nolan at the end of the episode yeah. or yeah. Halfway. right. Nolan says, listen, we can help Earth. We can give them medical technology. We can stop wars. We can stop hunger. And he's like, I do love your mother. Oh, this. <laughs> but she's more like a pet to me. And it's and funny because that's, dude, that's, that's invincible. You hear oh, like a ring. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. You know, there's like an audio cue and you hear this ringing and it like zooms on, zooms in on Mark. And it's like, that was the moment where it was like, if he ever, if Nolan ever had a chance of convincing him. Like, yeah, nope. He yeah. just lost it. Lost so it. funny like, story. Oh, Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> funny story. Um, 
I told this off air too, so I don't think it's in the in this episode. But when Riker, my ten year old, was watching this episode with us, um, you know, the train scene, like everything that was crazy, he just was like, "Oh wow, that's cool." When Nolan said that, when he said, "I love your mother, but more like a pet," his mouth dropped. He was like, and he looked at me. He was like, and then to Liz, my wife, <laughs> like that. And I was like, bro, I'm not knowing. Like, I, I love your mom. All right, dude. It was it was so like, yeah, yeah. Go on. TJ. Did I, and we can go past it quicker if it's if it's coming up. But when he's talking about how long they live, this wasn't the point. No, he does bring it up later. But when they get into it, just him saying very, when he's screaming, when he's that, screaming, they that, talk about it. When he says, you don't even know me. Yeah, I, again, no. I don't remember when that moment was, but yeah, I love that too. It's Sorry. in Chicago right before he okay. headbutts him. Okay. Yeah. So um, that sets, saying that his mother was more like a pet to him sets Invincible off. He attacks Nolan and says like, like this is my home. This is, this is where I grew up. I, I don't give a shit about Viltrum. This is my home and I won't let you destroy it. And Nolan says, I don't care if I live a million fucking years. Yeah, I don't give a shit about Votrum. I don't I, I don't care if I live to be a million fucking years. Oh, yes. Steven. Oh, my, oh my God. God. And I won't let you fucking, destroy it. Fucking this, right? dude. Jesus. Oh. And he's like, Nolan says, go ahead. Nolan says, you don't know what you're saying. I can't let you interfere. And Mark wipes it. This this part, the more <laughs> I watch it, became more meaningful to me. It's this. Yeah. Yeah. No, he wipes his tears first mm-hmm. and says, um, I know and exactly raises his doing. fist and he says, I know exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Think about what Mark is feeling in this moment. Now he's raising his fists to his father who he grew up with. He loved so much. He was the perfect father and he idolized him so much. And he's raising his fist to him. Not only is he raising his fist to a father who he loves, but he's also raising his fist to the most powerful person. He knows what he's doing on earth. He knows that's got to be like, but to have that emotion and fear at the same time, like, like I like, I'll tell you right now, I'll beat the shit on my father right now. You know what I mean? But like, I would still be scared to like raise my hands to him. Like my, my dad's an old man, you know, like, yeah. I think I could take him, but I'd still be terrified to like raise my fist to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, so there's that, there's that piece of like, he's your father. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like you, there's a part of you who was always like kind of scared of your dad. And he also just I mean? literally yeah. cut someone in half with his bare hands. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, right now, um, I'll beat the shit out of my father. I'm going to make Ryan. I'm, I'm going to make. I'm going to make Ryan cry right now. Okay. God. Um, Ryan, he cries. You know, emotional. We all do, but this this might get to you, Ryan. All right. People have been saying and making fun of Mark being a punching bag, mm-hmm. and they're not wrong in this first season at all. Um, and how you, you know it? he's very he's very invincible. Like that's something yeah. Alan said. And this moment right here. And this entire fight is what makes Mark invincible. It's not his physical abilities. It is his spirit that is invincible. There you go. And that is when Cecil says <laughs> to him, I know, I know, I know. Ryan, are you? I'm, like, I'm, try, I'm, not think, I'm trying not to think about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that like it kind of when people were like making fun of it. And I was like and when Cecil said that was a damn that was something you did, kid. I was like, holy fuck. I'm like, he's not like it's it's what it's it's who he is. 
that's invincible. Not like his physical ability or his his ability as a hero, but it's just he will ne- his he won't stop. If he thinks that he's gonna die, he won't stop. And that like he's his courage is an immovable object. One hundred episodes, Bill, and you're pulling this shit out. Well done. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> good job. Pretty good, right? You just, you just completely like added another layer to the, the titular character, the name <laughs> yeah. of the entire comic. Yeah. I know. I like it. No, I, I get it. But I like it, it. But it but it inspired me because so many people were talking about how he's not invincible. And I'm like, I don't think that's the point in this show right now. You yeah. know? Yeah. Go on, TJ. Well done. Top that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no comment. No comment. Um, yeah, so he raises his fist to his father. Uh, he says, I know exactly what I'm doing. And it cuts to Nolan's face. And Nolan like looks down, defeated, and then looks up and says, so, so be, it. be it. And flies forward. And then the fucking carnage yeah. begins. Uh, so Mark doesn't stand a chance. He doesn't really get that many hits in. He's immediately slammed yeah. to the ground in a crater. You know, The entire time that... Nolan is fighting the entire time that Nolan is fighting Mark. His eyes are bloodshot. And I love that. Yeah. I from, love from that the immortal. Are, from immortal. Yeah. yeah. It just um, adds another just layer to the, him to the crazy. Crazier. Yeah. And it, it like, oh, it's so sick. It dehumanizes um, him just a little bit, just a little bit more to like throw him off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he punches him to the ground. Uh, Invincible tries to fly away. He grabs him by the leg and slams him down. And when he does, Invincible or Steven Yun makes this noise mm-hmm. that's like involuntary that makes me like feel for him <laughs> like an invo like 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 a like a squeak and I'm it's like, a squeak oh, it's when he grabs God. his arm and like really oh. lifts him up and he's like ah oh my but gosh not so good. better than that better than um, that <laughs> yeah so good uh, so Omni Man uh, throws him like and he just goes flying for miles uh, and then floating camera bots um, are come down and that came from Cecil um, and they're watching everything. Cecil is watching it at the government with Debbie. And he's he's like, I'm sorry you had to hear all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they're watching everything that's happening. Yeah. Um, We see the guardians and uh, they, they're watching the same feed Mm -hmm. that Cecil is seeing, you know, at the Pentagon um, under the same cameras and they want to go help Mark. Uh, but Rudy says uh, it's best to stay out, stay out of it for now. Um, Eve st- Eve shows up at the at the base, and they kind of bring her up to speed on what's going yeah. on. Um, Rudy says, in order for Mark to survive this, he's going <laughs> to need to live up to his name and be invincible. Title card, title dude. card, final title card. So the bloodiest one and worth the. It's what a payoff, dude. People were obviously like. After a couple of weeks, people were posting like, oh, is this what it's going to look like at the end? So I had mm-hmm. seen really bloody versions of it and like what it could look like. It still hit. It still hit yeah. because it was just the right amount to be like like a punch when it was just bam, mm-hmm. this big streak across it. And it made it look like Invincible was just in red and the rest was black. Like it it had a punch to it. And I loved it. And the, of course, the score or uh, the theme playing over it. Uh, and just this really like epic, you know, tone is great. Back in the sky, Mark is just barreling through the air. And I love this too. How, like in order to regain himself, he like grabs his legs. Mm-hmm. He focuses his eye contact and like spins is able to like spin himself around and regain like control. All right, Oliver, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm talking. And then he's standing upright. Right. And, and as he balances himself, no one's coming at him. 
and he just oh. barely like remember that part I, and yeah, I, I barely I like, feel like I remember you like like yeah like, I was like oh I literally I was like oh like I, ducking. I was yeah yep uh, so they keep fighting and jets show up um, and they're sent by Cecil uh, Nolan says look what they need to mimic Look what they need to mimic just a fraction of our power. Mm-hmm. Nolan throws Mark to the ground and turns to deal with the Jets. Um, they this, blast him. I don't, I don't know if it's this one or the next time they shoot at him, but was might be my favorite animation of this episode. Seeing the yeah. missiles fly through as he like weaves yeah. through them. That was that was incredible. I love that moment. That's that's actually later, but in the um in the bonus features it actually calls out yeah. I didn't write it down, but it's a specific kind of animation style. Yeah, it was a technique um, that's it was named becoming after. very popular and it was awesome the way it was done. So but that's cool. later. Um so um he, Nolan so he he goes after the jets. Uh they they blast him, but it doesn't do anything to him. Nolan flies through uh like straight through one of the jets, uh, and the pilot deploys and is falling to the ground. Uh Invincible flies up and saves him. Uh he puts him on the ground and the pilot says so, very so, generic. I, I I'm sorry. All right. I didn't I, like, I don't know how I know I know detail you want me to go. I, and so that's I, fine. To, I just I just need to say really quickly that this part was way more intense than it like like it was a it was a mid sky save. We're gonna and, go so deep. And the, and the and the and the guy was like, my shoe's not deploying, and Invincible's like, you won't need it. And then all of a sudden, it fucking deploys, and he's still falling. It was just really well done. I don't want to take away from that because that's a no, really yeah. excellent. Like they, like, sus- was, like, they didn't need yeah. to have market tangled up in the shoot. You know what I mean? But, but that extra that layer little, that yeah. of like stress. You know what I mean? Like it, it made it so it wasn't like, oh, Mark just easily saved this guy. He struggled yeah. to save this guy for yeah. this to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So he, he gets his, hits the ground and he's like, oh, Invincible, thank you so much. Like, thank you for saving my life. I didn't think I was going to live through that. And then just the sound alone of Nolan landing behind him was fucking terrifying. Yes. Terrifying. Yeah. What would you do? What would you do, guys? Would yeah, you even try nothing. running? It, like, it doesn't fucking... show his face. Mm-mm. It yeah. just shows. Oh, yeah, it just shows his chest. Yeah. His, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Perfect. Perfect directing. Perfect sound editing. Like, it was it was terrifying. So he's like, you could have killed him. Invincible says you could have killed him. And he goes, uh, yeah, but you saved him. Um, and look how much effort it took for someone that doesn't even matter. He reaches out and grabs the pilot's head and just pops it like a grape mm-hmm. blood all over mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. you know what Nolan could have done too which I think would have been cool if he just flicked him in the forehead <laughs> like like a Viltrumite flick but you he, know what I want to see a Viltrumite flick Robert Kirkman somewhere I want to see them flick someone so hard and they just get obliterated uh when and then when this, that's when Nolan's like now where is that other one and yeah. then just takes off when when he reached forward, so again, like I talked about this a little bit at the Kirkman episode too. But I, I I watched it a second time, like a fifth time, with my mother. And at this point, where she he reached out and popped his head, my mom goes, "Oh my god!" And then she turned to me and she's like, "This is tough to watch." She's like, "Somebody needs to get this guy." <laughs> this is like, and this is a cartoon, guys. Like, like yeah. this is. It it just it it's so heavy. It's yeah. so heavy, and yeah. it, and I love the gore in it. I love it. Yeah. Um. Uh, he pops the guy's head. Yeah, I gotta find he, my spot. He goes and flies yeah. the other. So he says, "Where's the other one?" He takes off, uh, and tries to take out the other jet, 
and Mark stops him. But Ryan, like you said before, this is the part where he's just kind of like weaving through Mm -hmm. and he's just trying to get to the jet and he's struggling a little bit, but he's, he's going to get there right Yeah. right before he does Mark barrels into him and stops him. And Nolan gets like, you can tell he's getting frustrated because he's getting there. He's starting to get very condescending and he's like, oh, did seeing that man lose his life disturb you? Well, let's see how you handled this. And he punches him and Invincible goes flying again. And then we get um, several minutes, like feels like several minutes of just life. Um, life it's, it's about 45 life. seconds. Yeah. OK, yeah. we get a good calm, you know, uh, calm before the storm of just everyday life in the city, you know, in Chicago and people getting off the subway and walking up to a hot dog stand and driving around, getting in their taxi. And then you just hear this boom in the distance, in the distance and mm-hmm. something goes through a building and then this, there's an explosion. And then Mark just another building tears and up then- the road barreling all the way down the road just rolling 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 and you know hitting people hitting cars hitting you know buildings all the way down the road um and he kind of regains himself he looks up oh my goodness oliver you are just begging for attention he looks up and he sees a building starting to fall and he flies up and he catches the building from falling and a woman slides out when he catches the building and there's that pause and then the the glass glass. shatters yeah, that was yeah. awesome. That was really A woman cool. it, like falls out the window and he grabs her by the arm. So he's holding the building with one arm and holding her with the other, has, has her hand. Uh, and the building comes tumbling down on, on them. Fuck. He picks himself up out of the rubble, still holding her hand. And he the camera moves down and the hand is attached to her fucking severed arm. Mm-hmm. She's not even can, there. It's just can, her arm. Can we just... I, I again want to give kudos to Stephen Young because the part where he's holding up the building and the little Aww. girl is crying and he's like, it's okay. Don't, don't be scared. And like he officially now doesn't think that he's going to be able to save these people. Like, and he's trying to calm this person down. I cannot believe that he's this good of a voice actor. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't believe that he can emote this kind of fucking Human yeah. transaction, it, it just it gets me. Like watching it again, that's one little ten second part, not even that fucking gets me choked up again. When he's like, "It's okay, don't yeah. be scared." Oh god. Yeah. Anyways, so fucking no arm. One, no one comes. Yeah. No one comes down. No one comes, no one comes down. down, and he says, "He ba- he tells Invincible, this is your fault. How many more people need to die? It's your stubbornness that kills." He's not people. wrong. He's not and wrong. There's a moment where it shows Invincible's face, and I feel like he's contemplating. And I feel like like if he were to go the opposite way and join him, that would have been the moment to do yeah. it. You know what I mean? But he says – and again, he goes back to – well, the whole thing that Nolan says is he says, they don't matter and you know that I'm right. And then Invincible says, does mom's life matter? And then so Nolan says – in this moment, brand. it's cutting back and forth, right? Because Cecil is watching again with his orbs and we, we see mm-hmm. Debbie watching this too and it shows her watch – as Mark asks, well, what about mom? Does, doesn't her life matter? And then doesn't no, no one says something like uh, in the grand, in the grand scheme, scheme of, things, of things? No. And then it and cuts she back down. to Debbie and she's crying and she yep. looks up with tears in her eyes and it it you know perfectly matches cuts to Mark with tears in his eyes looking up in the same frame. If it wasn't for Debbie. All of this would have been different. Because every time he's flipped out on his father, every time he said that he that he's not getting on board, 
Yeah, it's because of his it's, mom. It's, because, it's been because of his mother every mm-hmm. single time. So again, Invincible flips out and attacks Nolan, uh, and he actually kind of like gets a couple punches he gets a, in. Yeah, he, he gets a couple. He, he I was no, feeling he good about Nolan. It. He catches Nolan by surprise, but once Nolan like realizes what's going on, what's going on, <laughs> he's like he like grabs him and punches him through the street and into the subway. And this, in my opinion, was, or yeah. not even in my opinion, from what I've seen, is the most talked about scene. Yeah. In the episode. Yeah. Uh, in the season. This is what um, this is what led to this is. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, obviously. But uh, yeah, there, this there is was, why Invincible um, was trending at number one for a while. Yeah. This is why Omni-Man was trending for a while. Like this is yep. insanity. Uh, right so, before that happened, um, Nolan said, uh, my time on Earth has been like a fraction of my entire life. And he gets right up into Mark's face is like, you don't know me. And that was fucking That's, that was yeah. killer. Yeah, man. No one was just not. He was. This is a spec. I'm not mean, he, holding he back. Talks about yeah. it later. But you don't even know who I am. The amount yeah. of t- my life. Like, you don't know anything about me. Yeah. And he doesn't like think about it. He yeah. fucking doesn't yeah. like Mark is nothing. Yeah. Go on, TJ. Subway scene. <clears throat> Take us through it. Um. OK, so. He grabs invincible by the back of the head and holds him up facing an oncoming subway train. And you're thinking like, this isn't going to, I mean, they're Viltrumites, so it's not going to bother them, but that's not what it's about. And the, the subway just mauls he through them. He says something and like, center. you know, maybe you don't understand. Maybe this will, sh- maybe this will teach you, you know what I mean? Like show you. Yeah. It's about Invincible watching all of these people die in front of him. Yeah. And it's the whole subway is going right down the center of them. And he's going through the subway, watching them all like, you know, explode into blood and guts and like all these people. Um, and it, yeah, like you said, after he says, maybe this time you'll learn. And he slams his foot into the ground to, and to, to, to yeah. cause the, the subway to flip and. Yeah. And uh, and cause more destruction. And yeah. um, then Mark is just sitting there. He falls to his feet and he, Nolan drops him and he's just covered in blood. So Nolan continues to talk about how meaningless people are. It sh- it shows. So this part, in my opinion, was the craziest part. Even after the subway scene was it shows a little girl a dead body of a little girl on the ground and her father is under rubble and is reaching for his daughter. And Nolan just comes over and squashes him like, holy shit. Holy shit. Like when I saw. uh, So Bo Pilgrim, uh, a longtime listener wrote in a really great email and talked to, talked to us about, you know, like, is this too much? You know what I mean? Like, at what point is it a little too gratuitous? The amount of gore and guts and blood and, you know, like compared to the comic and when gore happened in the comic, it was really impactful and meant a lot. Now, in the show, I mean, we're seeing a lot of gore and, and, and blood and and uh, and they keep one upping themselves. And, 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 and with this episode, do you guys feel like it was a little too much? Was it a little too heavy handed? Again, I think I think you can make an argument both ways. My personal like the thing is, like, do we need to go that far? No, we don't need to go that far. But I mean, in a real life situation, I feel like it's kind of realistic. Again, do we need it? No. So, again, you can make both arguments. It's insane. And it made me feel a certain way. And it made me feel like Mm -hmm. 
I like. I don't. I didn't like it, but I'm. I liked it. You know what I mean? Like, I I liked it because I didn't like it. You know what I mean? That's uh, TJ. I was just gonna say that. Like the point of it, the whole idea of gratuitous violence. When people say that, it means that it's it's there for the sake of it being there to get shock value, and this wasn't that. Um, this evoked emotion from people and made them really despise Nolan and like, yeah, you could have stopped it at the end of the subway scene, but like they also didn't have to, you know, and, and it didn't, it didn't make me, I never once said I didn't need to see that. Like that was too much. You know what I mean? Anybody Um, that, anybody that says to me, like, I didn't, I didn't like that. They put that in there. It, it, It was too much. I wouldn't even argue with them. Mm-hmm. But it's just my personal like I I was okay with it. You I loved it because it was it 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 like hurt my soul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's both tough of you, to watch. Both of you guys um, grew up watching gory movies and stuff like that. Yeah, I never did. Yeah. I didn't watch gory movies or see anything like that, and I still don't really. But uh, it it probably bothered me more than it bothered you guys. Uh, <laughs> I agree a little bit more with Bo than I think you guys. Um, I'm still okay with it, but it. It was it was tough, especially the amount of children in this episode. Um, yes. And I agree that, yeah, it, it, it's there to tell a story and to show something terrible. Um, was it necessary? Like you're saying, no, 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 I think we I think we still would have gotten, you know, a similar. Well, I don't know. It's hard to say. Would it have been as big online? Would it have gotten the reaction if it no. wasn't that bloody? Guys, like I, I guess not. I guess not. I and, I. I commend I commend the writers. I commend Amazon. I commend Robert Kirkman for going all out because you shouldn't have to censor something. Mm-hmm. If there are if if you're in a public place, there are going to be children there. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that I want to see kids die. I'm saying the complete opposite of that. But I'm also saying like it's it's kind of unfiltered. Like it's unfiltered. If I if I were standing there, that the whole thing about Invincible is it's realism. If a superhero has hyper superhuman strength, uh, yeah, hyper realism, and punches somebody, it's gonna go through them. Like mm. that's what Invincible is about. And if you're in a city, and, there's gonna be fucking tragedy, and, and that's I'm, what it and, is. It's and I'm, I'm just thinking tragic. about this now, and I'm I'm just gonna say this for anybody who maybe that didn't read the comic and didn't like that scene. That's the thing, though. I'm thinking Maybe about. I'm, I'm thinking about. Maybe you know, for you. I'm thinking about certain scenes that happened in the '60s, and like those are incredibly gory. Those are incredibly uh, gory. Issue '60s, not '60, the year '60s, because that's how yeah, it yeah, happened in the '60s. I, I read that too. I'm like back, <laughs> back in, I was like back in the, in the '60s. 60s. Back no, in the I mean there's a, comics, there's a there's a cover of Invincible that shows a character's face completely beat to crap and 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 it's in the character's eyeball slit open like I mean there are, contra- is gonna get- there are things that happen in the in the comic that spark this very conversation like did they need to do that yeah. like was it too much mm-hmm. like very controversial things literally ripped in half like it does get gory it's I weird mean, there's seeing- more than that <laughs> i know <laughs> like i know there yeah there are there are things that uh it's just weird seeing these moments too because the yes. comic wasn't right, right. like this so much it's like- because the comic wasn't moving it was a fucking still picture well that like, too and it, and it was still <laughs> Like, dude, the fact that it showed like first person perspective almost of Mark going Jesus, to the subway yeah, yeah. and then the camera changed and you got the profile of it and you see how bloody it is. Um, I, I'm going to I'm just going to I I hate to do this. I'm going to use one example of what I think is I didn't need to see that. And this is someone coming from like I love gore. 
like Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Um, some of my favorite movies are like these crazy zombie movies with intestines and stuff. An example of gratuitous violence that didn't need to be there. Perfect example for me anyways, is in The Boys, another Amazon Prime show. There is a superhero that is riding a guy's face and is high on this drug and because of her superhuman strength squashes the guy's head under her. Like she's sitting on this guy's face and squashes her head to me. I was like, did I, did that like need to fucking happen? Like it felt like they were trying to get me, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And this is the complete opposite. I think if people feel that way about this show, it's, they just don't like gore because it's not the same kind of mm -hmm. like shock value. Gotcha. Do you guys know what I mean? Like, oh, I know what you mean. I don't know. I yeah. think, I think that that scene might be similar to some of these scenes, but again, it's all opinion and, and how we take gore and everything like that. But mm. either way, moving on. Yep. Um, so Mark says, I've seen you, you are happy here. You've saved people. And Nolan says, yeah, I was happy for a time. But I'm loyal, but I'm loyal to the Viltrum Empire. Mm -hmm. He says, not he says I'm loyal to the Viltrum Empire, not this pathetic excuse for a civilization. Mm -hmm. He punches <laughs> he punches Invincible again, and then carries Mark back to the sky, and says uh, he's going to burn the entire planet down. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark tries to punch him. Pathetic. He gets away from he's him. Like, He's like, yeah, he gets away from him and then he punches, he punches Nolan and he goes, please. And Nolan, he, he winds up and like super punches Nolan yeah. right in the side of the face. And Nolan like, doesn't please. even move. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. even move. Still uh, not yelling. Still not yelling. And yeah, this is, this said, is when he tells him that he doesn't even know who he is. Right. Oh yeah. It might be here. It might be here. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it does. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but Nolan flies around like, like oh, yeah. <laughs> punching him and then flying and then punching him and then flying like a pin pinball machine, just fucking him up even more, punching him through mountains, um, avalanches come down, like, like just fucking him up. It shows the guardians. Um, they're still watching everything. And then they're like, all right, we need to help. And they all start, start to take off. And Rudy is like, no, like Cecil told us to stay here. And Amanda walks up to him and says, remember, you're not a robot anymore. That's great. Touches, touches and points, him, and points yeah. to his chest for yeah. his heart. Yeah. Yeah. And Such like, a great line. Yeah. The double meaning behind that is awesome. I love it. Yeah. And I, and, and, and someone was like, well, he was never a robot. And I'm like, that's not the point. Like yeah. <laughs> he, he was detached from humanity yeah. because he was in a tube. He was isolated. He didn't have any connection to his name is robot humanity. Yeah. Like he, he's yeah. not, he is now a part mm -hmm. of this and yeah. he's not safe and he's not detached. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Nolan continues to fuck up Mark um, and he's killing people in the process. Um, I loved seeing the, the just the cruise ship underwater. That was such a, a pull from yeah. the comics, too. That looked mm -hmm. just like that. But yeah, then the mountain, the avalanche, all that kind of stuff. All the people running. Yeah. And yep. Um, even him, just, like even the, I forgot the avalanche was in the comic and the way Mark is buried in the snow and he finds him and pulls him up and like how he's hanging there. And Mark's mm -hmm. like, I'll stop you. Like that was yeah. pulled from the comic, yeah. you know. He says, what if people have resist? And he says, then that's why we're that's here why to we're keep here. them from resisting. This is when he's starting, he's, he's starting to raise his voice. Here's where he's it starting is. To raise his voice. Um, we convince them that they can be a part of something better or die. Or and he die. says, again, the voice. He's like, I won't let you like the voice. 
his voice acting. Oh my gosh. He says, Do you think I won't he drank you. like a bunch of water <laughs> and like squirted it out of his mouth when he's like, I won't let you like it sounds. I don't, I, know, I don't know how so I don't know good. how they do it. I don't know how they fucking do it. And then this is the part. So Nolan goes off and he goes fine. He's got him on the side of a mountain. Yeah, this and is it he's now. Punching him. And he says, what's another 17 years? Slam. I can always start again. Slam. Make another kid. When he says make another kid, it's so like his face is make like another kid. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Fuck you. Make another kid. Oh. Whatever. Oh, yeah. it, oh my gosh. So I love his that face, the, the pounding into the, the mountain and it's causing earthquakes. Yeah. The, oh. the, the, the sound effect of the, the, the punching every punch mm-hmm. and it's just shock waves and it pans out and you see the mountain and you still hear the punch, the punch, the punch. And then like, there's a punch that sounds a little weird. And then there's a punch that sounds like a, the baseball bat. And then yeah. another one that's the baseball bat. And then it's cuts to that sound like i didn't catch that the first time but there's like a solid two punches where it's not this punch sound effect it's the mm-hmm. bat sound effect bat hitting, yep, the oh ball. cool um, so cool and we get the flat we get a flashback and you don't like it that's how it so like ryan said that's how it transitioned because you so you at first you're like like holy shit where am i what is this and you see nolan oh, and you're like oh, oh, shit, he, it's a flashback he got his teeth knocked out too that's that's kind of mm-hmm. important yeah he spit his teeth out um, so flashback to Mark playing baseball back when he was younger. He's probably how would you, how old would you say Mark is here? Six. Yeah. Super Maybe. young. Sure. Six, seven. Um, yeah. Debbie is watching him. Nolan's on the side with his arms crossed and he's like, you know, I could be out doing other things like that. I'm, this is such a waste of time. And Debbie is in this moment again. And she talked about this, I think in episode five or six. Yeah. She's teaching him how to be human. He's like, she's like, look at his face. Look how happy he is. How can you not feel the same way? We made him. Mm -hmm. We're a part of him. How can you not feel that? Mm -hmm. And when he's happy, we're happy, you know? Yeah, that's the part. So Mark hits the ball, pop fly into the air, and he he runs to the base. He's he's running around the bases. And Debbie and Nolan are both cheering him on. And this is such a great moment because – Debbie kind of looks oh, as she's cheering Mark on. Yeah. She looks at Nolan like just to kind of you're check. doing it. You're being like, human yeah. like you're. Yeah, exactly. Like she's so clearly it. teaching him how to be human. And we we get that moment like uh-huh. actually sh- showing us sh- her doing that. And mm-hmm. I love that. Uh-huh. I fucking love that scene. Yeah. Um, and so then, then he, he starts cheering, too. Yeah, he starts cheering, too. Um, he gets the home run runs up to to Nolan and says, did you see that? Did you see that? And he's like, yeah, I did, buddy. I saw it. Picks him up in the air and it shows Mark's smiling face and Mark's smiling face turns bloody back in present moment as it transitions back to the present time. Nolan raises his fist to to punch him again and resists. And he falls to the ground. He gets back up and he says, why this... Yeah. yeah man why oh. did you make me do this oh. <laughs> you'll outlast every insignificant being on this planet what will you have after 500 years and when he first said you dad and spits out blood i could barely understand what he was saying which mm-hmm. i love mm-hmm. you see a tear Fucking. oh the you tear dad. comes first yeah yeah oh god damn it and i still god. have you and Nolan's I choke realization. Up every fucking time that happens. Yeah. Nolan, Nolan it, looks, it just hits Nolan and he just stares blankly. And then like he looks, he looks at his bloody hands. Yeah. And he tries really hard to keep from crying and he's sniffling and he's 
he's and he goes getting angry and then he starts to cry and then he's getting angry and he starts to cry. Mark's like dead. Yeah. And he flies up into the air and we get the same shot that we get straight from the comic as he I flies. I love the effect of him burning through the atmosphere and the blood yeah. mm-hmm. burning off and then tears drift into space. Yeah. yeah, you don't see you don't. And that's cool. That's a really cool, subtle thing, because you don't see the tears on his face. You do. It's very you hard to see, though. You do see him. you. You do. Yeah. But it, okay, like I said, it's not as you see obvious. the tear float. Yeah. Float off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very good. That's yeah. it. That's what everybody has been waiting for. And what a what a payoff. Like it was so well done and it was so much crazier than what we were expecting. And, and we knew voice- it was going to happen. And yeah. it was it was insane knew. that we were so surprised and we knew what was gonna happen. It was, it was like insane. the first time. It was like the first time I fucking watched it and read it. Like I can't. Oh my god! Yeah. I, there there are so many shows and it TV was, and movies and stuff where I'm like one of the craziest the things that's, that's happened. The on comic TV. did it better. Yeah, the book did it better. And the especially com- and like I, a, it's such an important scene. You're watching it and it's like, how are they gonna do this? Like you can't beat that. And so you get you expect to watch and you know it's like, all right, yeah. So they did the thing. All right. You know, but this was yeah. nothing like that. <laughs> edgy, edgy your seat, fucking crying, fucking gasping. Like, guys, I, this is how you do it. Like, yeah. this is anybody this is that how has you do made it. anybody that was on this show making this show. How do you not tell the world what you're doing? <laughs> like, how do you keep this secret? Like, if 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 like something were to happen where we they like Skybound sent us the whole first season a year in advance. I wouldn't be able to like keep it to myself. I'd be like, dude, like you don't even know. Like, no, but really, me, we, we would. So, so you can go ahead and send that season two whenever you want. We can keep it. Yeah, no, we can absolutely. We can absolutely secret. keep it secret. No. <laughs> keep it secret. Keep, keep it safe. safe. Um, <sighs> so the 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 teardrop makes it zooms in on the teardrop and it fades to white and then it opens back up and Mark is just splattered across the mountain and helicopters. Uh, helicopter comes. Uh, medics. Uh, multiple medics jump out of the helicopter and they rush towards Mark and they're helping him and following the medics is Debbie and uh, she gets out of the helicopter. I like how this was all just still images. It was just kind of like this, like to a heartbeat, but it was also to the helicopter blades. Yeah. That was neat. I liked that. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I feel like it would have been jarring if it was like, all right, get into a frantic scene here. Like to move fast. Let's get him on the stretcher. mm -hmm. Come on, let's go. Let's go. But instead it's just this. We needed it. We 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 need as a as like an audience to, to decompress. To decompress, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, news hits, and we hear the news anchor describe what happened. Uh, we see reactions from everyone close to Mark. We see William still in his car, watching <laughs> um, on his phone, crying. Yeah. We see Art. Uh, watching in his shop and he pours himself a drink. The maulers are watching on their computer as they pour gasoline on everything in their lab, uh, setting it all on fire. They walk out, um, just everything on fire, destroying all the evidence, but then government operatives show up and take them into custody. Um, Amber is watching uh, on her bed in her bedroom, just clutching her knees. Um, the news anchor continues to talk about how shocking it is that Omni man turned evil. Um, the death toll is incalculable. Mm-hmm. The teen team arrives and is trying to help put the city back together, like all the different areas uh, back together and is working around the clock. That was cool. To I do like that seeing and do help that. people. Mm-hmm. Um, the news anchor ends with saying, for now, we can be thankful that the danger is behind us. I really liked, you know, the line of him talking about, and you mentioned it, TJ, but like him saying, 
how could this the the very man that swore to protect us against yeah. threats become the threat you know like mm-hmm. that that line was really good also a fun pull from the comic was that like nolan says one punch from us and thousands die and the 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 chiron or whatever on the bottom of the news screen says thousands death toll you know in the thousands or whatever and it's just like oh yeah yeah so um i'm gonna take over for Mm -hmm. the second half of the episode i'm gonna get a drink Um, really quick because i'm like dying of thirst go for it go ahead yeah go ahead you go ahead Uh, i just have my handy dandy notebook notebook uh so we get mark in the hospital and uh debbie's next to him and says you know you're safe now um she goes and grabs a drink and and goes to give him a drink and so then says at this point, sorry, Bill, go go and says, I'm so proud of you and goes to touch his face and he turns away and starts to cry. Um, and this was the moment that got me. Uh, I think previous to this, there's obviously emotional moments and things that I'm like, oh, uh, on. But for some reason, man, it was like we just kind of talked about how it's like we mm-hmm. just saw all that and it's shock and it's comparing to the comic and it's sensory overload. And of course, it's sad, but also um, all these things are happening. But then this moment after we decompress, we hear the news thing and it's like, OK, let's move on. But we can't because it's Debbie and she goes to grab that cup and she like pauses mm-hmm. for a second because she's trying so hard to keep it together. She's losing it. She's and then losing she's, it, man. She's putting on this front for Mark. See, I feel like I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tearing up now talking about it. And she says that, you know, Just that I'm, out, I'm so proud of you. you like, uh, the, the first thing Mark hears, the first thing that she says to him is that she's proud of him for standing for, up against for his standing father. up to his father, her husband, after mm-hmm. what he did, like. And then she's like, get some rest. And she walks out out of sight of him and crumbles like crumbles into the wall, cries. And, you know, you guys just listened to the Robert Mm -hmm. Kirkman interview. And there was a really amazing um, description of that scene in the booth. And I can't wait to watch it again. Um, Just knowing like what went into that scene with Sandra. Oh, man, I hate Grey's Anatomy, but fuck. (laughs) I love her in this. I fucking love her in this. Um Cecil. Yeah. So so Cecil comes up and he and he starts to like, you know, try to console her and and say that he's going to try and put their life back together. And at this was the moment, too, where I was like, I like the way that Wal- uh, Walter Goggins, mm-hmm. right, is like delivering this like this sounds like what I read Cecil as very like somber, the tone very, and everything, very monotone. I yeah. love that they called um, made a call back to the him being a travel writer. His travel books yep. always sold well. Yep. Awesome. And now they're going to sell even better now that he's dead, you know, so they'll be good for um, they'll be good for for money. Um, the next thing we get is the the Guardians all walking in super exhausted. Something I missed the first time was wrote was Rudy yes, coming dude. out of coming out of the suit and it going and him like yeah. falling out of it really exhausted. So cool. Um, I noticed very, it very like, Iron Man. Yeah, it sounded it sounded very Iron Man. But you know what? Fuck it. It sounded cool. Yeah, and it, it looked cool. No, I like that. I like that. It did. Yeah. Um, and Rex gets up and he looks at the blood stain on the wall and he goes over to it, gets out a bucket and some water and starts wiping it down. And Black Samson comes over and says, we didn't earn this yet. Because and, this was a call back to the previous yeah. episode where Cecil says, you know, you're leaving that there because you need to under, you know, you need to you need to earn getting the blood off the wall because the, the blood on the wall represented 
you know, what they represent and like what, right. they're, what they're doing every day yeah. and, mm-hmm. and they haven't done anything to earn taking that down. Yeah. So um, Liz, like when we were watching this, she was she when when Rex stood up and looked at it, she was like, are they humanizing Rex right now? <laughs> um, and it was a great Rex moment because Rex Blode goes through a lot of character character arcs. Yeah. And this is the beginning of something new for him. And um, so Black Samson goes up to him and says that. And, and he says, go fuck yourself or something along those lines. And he goes to like, like get ready to fight him. And all the guardians stand up to like defend Rex. Um, and then and Black like, Samson brushes the dirt off like, his shoulder. And he's like, now we look like a now, team. Now we earned it. Now we look like a team. And I was just like. Really? That's kind of like my least it, favorite for, part of the finale for. Yeah, this, yeah. I mean, I get what they were trying yeah. to do. Um, for me, it just didn't land. It it felt really like awkward. I don't even think Black Sam. I, yeah, awkward. I don't because think Black we got Samson that, would do that. We got that great moment of them like kind of joking with each other last episode or the episode before, I think. Yeah. And so if this had happened where I, I you know, Rex gets up after all tired and he starts wiping it and then all the guardians start, you know, he looks over and then so and so is there, you know, duplicates there. Mm-hmm. And they all start cleaning up and then it cuts away. I think it would have just been a little bit just just keep it simple. You, but you doing, the, to, yeah. doing the Black Samson thing was I didn't really care for that. You, the show did a really good job of showing me mm-hmm. without telling me that they are a team now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't need them to physically say, oh, yeah, we're a team now. Like I got they it. I already did the, it. Yeah, they, that's they already did it and they did it in uh, episode, five. episode episode yeah, episode five, where five. at the end of the episode, they're all fighting together after Black Samson said his whole speech earlier in the episode. We need to do it together. And then they all join forces granted, at the end. It was perfect. Yeah. Granted, Black Samson wasn't there. He was True. Mut- mutilated. But, yeah. but I mean, they got it. They they just came back from not fighting bad guys, but from saving people, you yeah. know, and what a dick thing to do. But I don't know. Yeah, it just didn't it just didn't land. Um, for me. Um, so now the scene starts and it is a montage scene and we are infinite by the lighthouse and the whaler. I look playing. at you knowing songs. Hey-o. I know. I didn't even have to ask you. TJ. I love how we go from. I actually had it ready for you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love how we went from like, you know, a scene where that moment where I was like, ah, and that didn't land, to land the way I think I, I wanted it to, mm-hmm. to being like, Oh, okay, fuck it. This show is fucking amazing. Like, the best scene, like, dude, this, yeah. this song, Jesus. dude, the way the way it started with like, so the song starts and and you see just a a, a cityscape and there's just birds mm-hmm. flying and yeah. it's like so it's like the city is dead. It's like the city is everyone is so fucking just lost. Like they don't know what the fuck they just experienced. Like yeah. they lo- hope is gone pretty much. So we get a montage of. Uh, Amber in school, Will in school, the Guardians training together, was which cool. was pretty cool. Um, Great scene man, with Duplicate get, climbing all over Monster Girl. Yeah, like, I love that Girl. scene. Yeah, and then there's a call. There's a scene right after it, it splits all around, but then Monster Girl's giving her a bottle of water, and it's yeah. like, oh, ho, ho, I got you. Um, for me, damn it, another part, art, art, um, making a costume and looking at the picture of him and Nolan fishing. Picks it up, looks at it, and throws it in the trash. Like yeah. the um, and Ryan, you had mentioned this because I was like, it looks like the pictures in this show are just straight up Corey Walker's art. 
And yeah, um, I think in, in, one the of the, trivia, in one of the trivias or something like that early on, because it happens when Mark is on Mars looking at photos. It happens when Eve is taking photos down after the breakup with Rex. Anytime there's yeah. a still photo, you know, we're going to get to some in a little bit here. Anytime there's a still photo, that is just art by Cory Walker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just him drawing it, you know? Yeah. It reminds and, and me it of looked, it, it, looked great. it brought me back. Like, yeah, it brought me, it looked like 144 art. Yeah. I was like, oh man, this is kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that they did that. So then uh, the scene after that song plays, excellent montage scene. Uh, William's at uh, Mark's house and Eve kind of walks in on him. Hold on. And So question, how long has it been? Weeks. It's been, oh, I think they, we, uh, it's oh, been a really oh, long time. Uh, because Cecil's it's about to say two weeks. Yes, it's been two weeks. Okay, yeah, been, so or the yeah, enti- in and out for a couple weeks. But yeah. the entire time, it showed like it's it it shows that like Debbie hasn't left the house or they weren't home or, or she, you know, she, was, she hasn't left the hospital. The yeah. hospital because yeah. when William gets there, he's like straightening up all the mail that they have on the door. Yeah, like. Yeah, I like how that they use that to kind of. It was cool. They showed they showed time. Debbie like sleeping in, at the, in next to yeah. uh, Mark in the hospital. But yeah, that is, yeah. yeah. And, um, and me, even I mean, still, like it's probably un, like she probably doesn't want to go home either. Yeah, you know, I certainly wouldn't want to. Um, sharing a home for twenty years for somebody that's been lying to you, like the last time she was in there, he flew through the roof. Yeah, it's which probably rained, which, which Cecil fixed. Um, so. So William is there. Eve comes up and she's like, hey, have you seen Mark? And he's like, not since what I saw on the news. And he's like, oh, shit. Uh, and then she, you know, that's the when, first time we can laugh this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And it was um, it was great. It was it was a really fun interaction. He's like, oh, thank um, God, you know, too. I thought I almost blew it for a yeah, second. Yeah, I thought there. I blew it. Um, so then the next scene we get uh, Mark's pretty much healed in the hospital um cecil says hell of a thing you did there kid mm-hmm. and um wants to mark pretty much is like where's my dad where where did he go I and saw him Cecil's fly like, away. We'll, we'll, yeah we'll we'll talk about it later and he walks out and then we get our uh we get a butt we get a, we butt. Get a butt yeah we get we a butt um we get a man you know, butt mm-hmm. we get a man butt so mark's butt in between the little uh the the mm-hmm. nightgown or whatever he's wearing there, should um, we announce it now episode 101 all about all about that shot mark's butt <laughs> We're gonna do an entire like an entire episode on, on Mark's butt shot. No. Um, if anyone listens to old episodes of the podcast, that's all we talk about. Sometimes it's <laughs> like all the alien butts. How um, a character's teacher has three butts. And, I think and that, she's like I the ultimate. I don't believe that. <laughs> all right. She has three um, butts. <laughs> yeah. So so they walk in. Um, Mark is following Cecil, and he brings them into. The white room. Now, the this white entire room. episode, we, this guy, the biggest pop. All three of us were like, oh, shit. Like, yep. I mean, everything happened. else that happened, we're all like emotional and close. And like, and then yeah. all of a sudden this happens and we're like, woo. Like, this woo! was fucking white room. Dude, it was so cool. And yeah. and, and going back, uh, it was actually today that I was rereading, uh, just kind of skimming over these th- this issue. I forgot this happened in this moment. Like, mm-hmm. like this is when we get introduced to Cecil. He walks him right into the white room right after he gets out of the uh, out of the hospital bed. Um, there's yeah. a point too. Like, isn't it in the hospital? I thought it was in the hospital bed, or maybe maybe they maybe it brings it. He brings it up in the white room, but there's a point where Cecil tells him, like, by the way, your mom watched. Yeah, it's right now. And he yeah, it's, flips it's, out, and he's yeah, like, "How right could now. you do that? How could you?" And he's like, "Don't you think it's better for her to know?" I love that. Yeah, so good. yeah. So that is the conversation they have there. Um, and he's like, "Where? And, uh, where are we?" 
Yeah, and he and he explains that um, in a, in in all of the United States, all that very you know common tap water that people are drinking um, has something in it that doesn't allow them to see a certain spectrum of light, and that's what's in that room. So everyone in America, unless Cecil deems it, you cannot see what's in that room. And he says something awesome. He's like, you'd be surprised how often we use this, mm-hmm. which is is kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, I take yeah. it as that everybody that works in the white room just doesn't drink tap water. Yeah, that's the way I take it too. Yeah. yeah. Here, or has a, ever drank tap here's water. A, here's, or, a, here's a free idea for the writers. Uh, make it several seasons from now a cool reveal that someone's like, they see that because they don't drink tap water. And they're like, do you guys seeing this? That's where all the crazy people come from. Yeah, there like, you go. Remember in Godzilla vs. Kong, the one guy was like, do you drink tap or bottled? And, oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're right. conspiracy theorists. Yeah. So no one, no one believes a crazy person because they're like, there's a monster standing right behind you. And they're like, where? Yeah. There's, and then they just drink their tap water. <laughs> um, so uh, Donald asks Mark, he's like, I need a replacement. Cecil. Um, oh, sorry. Why do you got to talk about Donald, sorry. man? I don't come know. On. That was we do see do We that. do see them fixing up Immortal in there, though. Oh, yeah, I was going to say Immortal. That was a big thing. And he said that, you know, as for your question, we lost track of Nolan. He was going, you know, he didn't change trajectory. So wherever he was going, it was pretty far away. Yeah. Yeah. And he was going there fast. And he they lost him once he left the solar system. So he's like gone, gone. gone. Yeah. Um, So he asked him to be like Nolan's replacement, Omni-Man's replacement. And he says, you know, he's not ready, doesn't want to. And and that's kind of where. We're, we're done with Cecil and, and they leave the white room. So back at the house, um, we get Mark and Debbie walk, walk in the house. Debbie's like, I'm going to go upstairs and lay down. I like and Mark, Mark. Starts fl- yeah. Mark starts flying right away. And he's like, oh, that's better. You can tell. And he, and he like kind of holds his body like he's sore. So not being like on his feet, like kind of relaxes him a little bit. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. And he, and he hovers around the house a lot. Best. Oh God, I've said this a lot. Fucking best scene Probably uh, this is the most important scene in the entire season. He goes up, Mark goes up and sees a picture drawn by Corey Walker of him, his dad and his mom. And it's just a flashback of the entire season one um, of him being like, you know, I want to be just like you. And Nolan saying, you know, if you want to be a hero, you have to be ready to do things that you're not prepared to do. And and it like. It gets bloodier and bloodier and crazier and crazier. And then we're on a journey, you and I. Yeah. You have to do things. (laughs) The worst part is when it shows Nolan doing terrible things and then a voiceover of Mark saying, I want to do what you do. I want to be just like you. And that this isn't just for like stylistic, like this is what this is what's going through Mark's head. Like he can't believe that he aspired to be like this person. And he said it out loud. Mm-hmm. And as he's as he's doing this, he's getting flashes of the carnage just, that just happened with his dad yeah. beating the shit out of him. And then it ends and then flashing by him the good saying, things, and then yeah, will getting, be. getting beat up. And he says, yeah. I want to be just like you. And he says, you will be. And, and he then slams he the, slams the picture down. So good. Again, time to the punches. Yep. yep. So he goes oh. to get something from the fridge, goes upstairs um, to check on his mom, and she's just bawling on the bed. And... Again, like it, the show just doesn't you st- said, like this. They said Liz audibly gasped at that part too. Cried. Yeah. She was, yeah. she, she like literally started to like not weep, Choke but up. was like, oh, like, yeah, it's just yeah. terrible. I mean, we've all been there, you know, sitting in the shower crying, um, you know, from something crazy that happened. Let's and make, this is uh, 
My Chemical Romance. Yeah. <laughs> Looking you out know, the window. I'm not okay. Um, <laughs> so a- Amber and and well Amber is there and instantly goes up to Mark once he opens the door and kisses him and he's like, oh, is this like that happening? Was a and she's like, like doorbell rings. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, William, right? You know, door yep. opens and Amber runs up to him and didn't expect that. Yeah. And uh, he was like, I thought, you know, and she's like, well, I'm OK with it if you are. And, and it seems like I'm not the only one that was being lied to because. Oh, and she said she figured out that no one was uh, his dad because he's like gas explosion across the house. Like it, it wasn't or across the street wasn't very hard to figure it out. Yeah. Um, so Mar or, uh, William and Eve also show up and then they decide to kind of go out and, and talk about stuff. Uh, another moment so where William get, is like, it starts talking to, to, you know, Amber. Uh, yeah. Or to Mark, yeah. not knowing Amber's there. And it's like, Oh shit. And Mark's like, no, no, she, you know, she knows. And then Eve is like, Oh, she knows. Like the way she yeah. like delivered that line was like a, Hmm. Because like she was saying, don't tell her unless you're absolutely sure. You know, what I mean, they, they had that whole back and forth several times. They had the whole breakup conversation on the waterfall earlier mm-hmm. that or no, I guess I can't say it earlier that day. But the last time they spoke um, was all about that breakup. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you yeah. told her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we get uh, seen uh, arts oh, there knew, drinking. Sorry, she knew he had told her because that was why they broke up. Sorry, yeah. ignore that. Yeah. So we get a scene of Art drinking and um, someone walks into his shop and it's Debbie and they talk about like, you know, how she can't believe, you know, she shared a life with someone that lied to her. And and this the they share a drink together. And, and the thing that got me and I wrote it down verbatim and she said, this is exactly I'm not skipping a scene. I'm not skipping a line. This is exactly what the dialogue was. Our time together was a lie. I wish he'd come back. Yeah. So like the, just like the comic, she says, like, even though I know he's a terrible person, like, I miss the Nolan that I knew. Like, yeah. he, she she still lost she, her husband. She didn't she didn't teach him how to be human because that's inferring that he didn't have the ability to be human. Like, so he she's teaching him how to act human. She showed him what it was to be human. And he oh, yeah. became human. And I think she knows that Debbie Debbie and this is super fleshed out and all these lines like from the comic book make more sense because of the show fleshing it out. And Debbie knows that Mark or that Nolan yeah. is still Nolan. Like, and, and I just, I think that it like, I don't, I don't know. Do you think, do you guys think that it's like, shock it like that. that it's like, that I don't, um, I don't think, I don't think Debbie is sitting there like, I know that Nolan's really a no, good no, person. No, no, I don't think so either. I think, I think she's missing who she had, who so like, exactly. she's missing the person that she knew for, for all those right. years. You so know? you, so you took it as I wish he'd come back as in, I wish the old Nolan yeah. pretty much would. Cause would literally back. that's why they're so devastated. Like that's why Mark is devastated is because this guy that in the finale is literally nothing like the person yeah. that they've known their mm-hmm. entire his entire life and it's it's they're not even close to the same person so mm-hmm. like it's it it would be crazy if Mark didn't miss that person, even though that person never existed. Yeah. And the same thing goes with Debbie. Sandra Ost killed it on this in this part, too. And yeah. I got I, I, I'm embarrassed to say the first time I watched this, I missed that line, actually, because I was so focused on what she was saying about how I didn't realize or I didn't think about what I would do 
afterwards after you know if he had killed the guardians and then she says that line and then she says pour me a drink and i'm like i went from one thought to the other and i skipped over that moment so the second time i watched it when she says i wish he'd come back i'm like wait a minute did you just say that i didn't catch that the first time uh, dude and same then, thing and with then, me man dude and then art says me too like yeah. and it hit me really hard that second mm-hmm. time and uh oh and then art just being like i only got one glass Ugh. i don't care or, i don't Pour. care Poor. Yeah. Ooh. So we get we get the gang at Burger Mart talking about terrible stuff. And then um, so we get Mark, Amber, Eve and William. Um, it feels very like Riverdale. Archie. Yeah, it, it's, it's, not, it's just it's teenagers in a booth. Yeah. Teen, yeah. Teenagers in a booth at Burger Mart where there's rats and mayonnaise. <laughs> I don't know if I were Mark, I wouldn't go back there. Um, so then, I mean, they're talking and, and Mark gets a phone call, has to go. Uh, and then Adam Eve is like, well, since we're like being honest with each other, I'm I'm Adam Eve, you know, and then William is like, oh, yeah, I can see it. You're the one that can make doubles of yourselves. And she's like, no, that's duplicate. I'm the pink one. <laughs> and then and then he's like, Amber's oh. like, and oh, Amber, right. Amber both. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the pink one. Okay. <laughs> that's great. That's so funny, man. <laughs> it was it was really funny. I like that. Um, so when when Mark's outside taking the call from Cecil, he's like, hey, there, you know, I know you said you didn't someone's want to do this, but someone's Earth. coming from Earth and we can't tell who it is. I mean, yeah. Nolan. So it's like, oh, shit, he's coming back Goodbye. already. And I think that's part of what Mark's like, you know, yeah. getting prepared for. Yeah. So Mark flies up really cool because he pulls his mask up over his head. So he's wearing his costume yeah. and then he goes up through the atmosphere and all of his clothes burn off. Pretty did, cool scene. Did you guys kind of get uh, like the feeling like. You know, because this is the uh, like a like a cartoon animated series thing where characters always wear the same outfits. I kind of took this as like end of season one, like boom, no and more. And he's gonna have a new a no, new outfit. Yeah, like his he, he's changing clothes. Like he's hot those, take. Those literally Ryan's burned away. Take. That's like kind of. We're I not gonna it. put a pizza, a pizza bet on that, but I feel like that would be a pizza bet if Mark is gonna have a new outfit in season two. Burned up, burned up in the atmosphere. He's not gonna yeah. wear that one anymore. Call yes, on. CJ. Yeah. A new a new costume. Why would you think he'd have he a means new costume? Outfit. He means I outfit. mean a new outfit. I mean a new outfit. Oh, like his civilian, his civilian outfit. Yeah. Oh. Uh, um, so so it's Alan. So Alan flies up to him really quick and he's like, Oh shit, Mark. <laughs> you know, I I, I I gotta tell you, um, there's there's a Viltrumite on your planet and it was flagged for Viltrum takeover, and Mark's just like, Yeah, I know. Come on, follow me. Yeah, he's like and, the coalition lost their minds when I told them. Yeah. Yeah. So they I go like to the how moon. when he when he when he lands on the moon he he picks up the rocks like I don't know, if this reverse, is what we do yeah. you know yeah have it's, a seat. It's reverse yeah Mark picks up the rock and and drops it um, everything and, has purpose this is yeah. just like the comics just you know? like the comic guys everything that happens you know this thing happened in episode three and you get you see this guy and they sit on the moon and talk and it's like everything comes back yeah so a couple things that Alan says here that's pretty important. Um, Mark explains everything that happened and Alan just can't believe that a Viltrumite left the planet that they were supposed to take they over. Don't do that. It doesn't happen. They don't give up and they do not leave a planet that is marked for um, takeover. So Alan talks about how his world was destroyed and how he can't really associate with the whole daddy issues because mm-hmm. he uh, his race needed to create breeding camps um, to make sure that they didn't go extinct. So that's where Alan's from. Alan is from a breeding camp, and, and we definitely learn more about that whole situation. Maybe. Um, and he's – no, we'll get it. Maybe. It's backstory. Yeah. We have to. I'm kidding. Um, 
so he says something really awesome, and he says that the coalition is trying to get enough, um, gather enough forces together to, uh, like stop the Viltrum Empire to there's fight against the Viltrum. Brewing. Yeah, there, there's a power struggle brewing. <laughs> And, um, and uh, you know, Steven Alan, sounds a Alan, little like a uh, little cod over here. He's like, what kind of power struggle? Like, yeah. like when he gets like really into it with Gary, <laughs> oh, yeah. fucking Steven. Um, and Alan says, you know, the coalition would love to, needs to hear about this mm-hmm. because again, this, this could be the turning point of whatever happened here. And Mark just has a smile on his face. And guys, this scene is so fucking important because like, Mark is seeing a much bigger world and, and Alan's like, why are you smiling? Like, why do you sound ex- like, okay, I'll, like so eager. And he's like, what I just went through knowing that there's a bigger picture out there makes everything else in my life seem more manageable. Like knowing that there's like this huge galaxy spanning yeah. threat and all this stuff out there, stuff on earth to me, it just is, I can handle this now. Like it, it's just this Tuesday. conversation, this conversation with Alan was very um what's therapeutic for mark like mm. it's going to help him cope through what he has to get through yeah um and uh and then he does mention he's like the the, because so, he so, thinks that the threats are over. Like he's like, ah, you he, know, I, uh, well, is, no, because because Alan says the Viltrumites are going to be back. That's once what they have say. their he yeah, does once mention they have their yeah, once once they have their eyes set on a planet, they won't back down. They'll they'll be back, and then Mark's like, well, we'll be ready for them, and then. Um, Alan says, well, what's the plan in the meantime? And then the hives, uh, hate to say, I told you so, mm-hmm. uh, starts and we get a very cool montage of everything that Mark is going to have to deal with. Um, so we get the sequids on Mars the what? and, uh, sorry, the sequids. No, the what? The no. Sequids. The, the, no, the sequids. <laughs> Um, we get one, one of the Maulers in the jail. And I think his name is Kevin. Is it Kevin? Oh no. The, J- is it Jared? So- Pete, sorry. Pete. I- Pete. It's Pete. Are, are you sure? I think it's Pete. So his hand, his arm is in a cast yeah. and he's got a neck brace on and he's the guy <laughs> that they use to break out of the jail. Um, from episode three. Yeah. 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 Um, so one of the ballers, uh, we get the Flaxons are rebuilt. Dude, totally, their society is you, rebuilt. You see the whole civilization yeah. out there. They yep. see they one slams a knife into the uh, computer screen Earth. where it shows Nolan's picture. Yeah, with the beard. Yeah, yep. from yep. him aging when he was there. Yeah. Uh, number four is Doc Seismic is alive. So this happened also at the end Dude, of episode magmites. three. Uh, ma- the magmites. So that's what those creatures magmites. are that um, are magmanites or something, magmites yeah, yeah. or magmites. something. There's there's a couple iterations of what they are. Um, number five, we get uh, Titan. And what's his name? Mr. Lou. Mr. Lou. And Mr. Uh, Lou turns into the same dragon that we he saw. He doesn't turn into times. a dragon. A dragon comes out of him. But yes, we yeah. see we see this dragon in the first episode. And then we've also seen this dragon attacking Rome in the fifth episode. Fourth, while Mark's on in Mars. Fourth episode? I think so. Oh, yeah. It's, yep, yep. Um, so we've seen this dragon before. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. But yeah, uh, then, then th- Titan rocks on. <laughs> oh, it was. It's a, And the music is awesome. Like the music yeah. is bumping and it's like it seems very lighthearted and fun. But you're like, this is there's a lot of threats out there. <laughs> like. Um, so number six, we get Battle Beast. Um, so I think, when we I see think, these aliens, I'm like, I honestly didn't know. 
this was I a shock. Know, I, I didn't know what I honestly I thought it was going to be more Viltrumites like yeah. doing something or um, but I think the whole point of this was just to show fans that Battle Beast is going to be a continuing character. Mm-hmm. So if you liked them in, in episode five, there'll be you know, more stick around for stick around for season two. Um, number seven is we get the second Mauler. Uh, same thing goes into uh, a jail cell and has a smirk on his face like, bitch, yeah. I'll be out. I'll be out in a day or two. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, number eight, we get a room full of yeah. USA branded Reanimon with D.A. Sinclair doing his little tinkering and looking over his shoulder and smiling, giving a giving a thumbs up and a big old smile to Cecil and Cecil just getting a, a little smirk on his face like, all right, now I can protect the planet, yeah. you know? Um, and then it goes back, the music stops and Mark's like, finish high school, I guess. Um, and, and, and then, Alan's, and then Alan's like, okay, yeah, that next? sounds good. Um, what's high school? And then goes to black and, and the music kicks back in and the music kicks back in and no after credit scene, but man, what, what a way to, to end an episode. It's kind of, it kind of um, reminded me of the way the first episode starts with Debbie walking into the bathroom and how that was a little different than the comic in this. It's mm-hmm. like finish high school, I guess. And you expect it to end and then it's, it doesn't end. Oh, all right. What is high school? And then it ends like it just ends yeah. a little bit more, but without taking yeah. away from it. So cool. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that, if that was ad-libbed by oh, Seth maybe. Rogen yeah. again. Wouldn't be surprised. Because they, I mean, yeah. they could have decided to cut it where they did, but you know, yeah, that was great. Abs, absolutely incredible, guys! Incredible, incredible finale. I mean, all around, I don't think we could have asked for a better season one uh, and a better finale. You know, that was so good. Uh, That's it. I mean, I, one thing we can that, all go home now. Yeah, we can all go home now. One thing that I thought we, were, I would have bet on that we were going to get would have been an Angstrom tease at the end. And yep. I remember telling TJ before watching it, I was like. My I, I bet Angstrom, but, it, you know, that's a I, I felt more confident in that one. But, it, you know, it, my pie in the sky would be seeing, you know, Titan or the Sequids or something like that, you know, to see what else has been going on. But I don't think that'll happen. So it's funny that the thing I thought was more unlikely actually ended up being way more prominent at the end. You um, got all of them. I, you I got you did that thing, Ryan. You like literally you were like, it'd be cool if we got like the Sequids and like the Flaxons and like Titan. And you're like, but that, you know, but but we'll probably get There's extra. No way and we'll then get literally it was like Flaxons, Titan, like it was literally yeah. all. And you're like, oh, no shit. So yeah, so obviously I can't say I'm disappointed, but I was like expecting Angstrom. But I can't be upset about that because we got all of that, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. TJ, were you going to say something? I don't know. I like we talked about it before we watched the finale together and we were like we were talking about what we wanted, what we were hoping for. And I called like the the angstrom tease a pipe dream of mine. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted it. I wasn't sold that we were going to get it and we didn't. But I mean, we know he's coming. We know he's got to be coming. He's got to be coming. And it's going to be fucking nuts. And if you don't know who we're talking about, please, please read. What's what's cool about this is like I'm talking to the people who haven't read the comics. You got to experience season one without having read the comics. And that was one experience. Now, if you want more Invincible, you can go and read the comics and then experience season two in a completely different way that you experienced season one. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you from somewhat from three of us. 
the three of us can speak from experience having read the comic and literally it's all we talk about mm-hmm. 100 episodes 100 episodes of talking about invincible <laughs> and we're the experts on invincible and we still were so surprised every single episode so we can tell you Reading the comic is not going to spoil the show for you. I don't like it mm-hmm. when I, when I, don't I see know if that. Kirkman like, said oh, it. I don't want to read it because it's going to spoil it. Like, I don't remember whether or not Kirkman said it on air or not, but it's like, I think he did. Like, they, they, they kind of wrote it for people who read the comics with that yeah. in mind. Like, read mm-hmm. the comics. It's, 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 yeah, have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, he's, yeah, he said, and this is crazy. They, 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 they have a formula. Like, they have a formula of, of how to make it different for the people who have yeah. read it. And, I would not be able to crack that code. Like I, I it bothers me how fucking ignorant <laughs> I am to how they did it. And obviously there's there's problems that I have with this season. There's little nitpick things, but man, guys, honestly, like what's a honestly, better adaptation? You know, there there isn't there and that yeah. what's cool too is like read it if you want to. It'll it'll definitely enrich uh the show for you, I believe. Um but they're there. My sister has never seen has never read a comic book in her life and she fucking loved it, loved it. And then mm-hmm. I was asking her about any of her friends. And she was like her, yeah. And she was like one of her friends um, just finished it. And he was saying that it is one of the best things he's ever watched. I just and saw like, today that the, uh, the last that thing episode uh, or that this this season uh, is now ranked in IMDb's top 50 TV shows. I can't, guys. One season, guys. eight episodes. Not eight animated. Episodes. Not animated. TV shows. Eight guys. episodes. <laughs> there's next to nothing <laughs> on the show yet. Like, there's only eight. They're only eight yeah. episodes in, yeah. and it's already ranking that high on IMDb. It's got like what a ninety six percent, ninety six and so that's the final like that's, score. That's like, like the, the the whole season is out, and it's at a ninety six percent. That's big. That's they really would big. they would have to forget literally everything that they learned in this first season <laughs> and then completely change what they want to do in the second season to fuck it up. I, I mean, am it's super what, I'm super confident we're going to get what, one what? of one of the strongest one of the Invincible is one of the best comic books there is. And there's a reason for that. If they continue this this escalation of how fucking awesome this is. Mm-hmm. They're going to probably have one of the best TV shows that has ever been out. I mean, Kirkman said it himself at the end of the interview. If you like season one, man, that was that was just a taste like they're 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 going everything. They're ramping everything up. They learned a lot. They're going to do even better Mm -hmm. on on, on season two. Be excited. It's it's funny because like my my mom is, you know, you know, like when she finished the season literally multiple times throughout the, the episode. She's like, this is the last one. It's the last one of the season. <laughs> she kept asking me like, this is, we're not going to know like what, a, what a horrible ending. I want to know what, fi- what happens. I want to know what happens. Right. It's crazy. And then like at the end, she's like, so, you know, like, you know, and I was like, mom, like there's 144 issues of this comic. <laughs> it's done. You just watch the first, like maybe 13 25. issues. Like yeah. there's, there's, there's more past that, but like, that's like, there's so much, more that you don't know like yep. there's you just watched such a small piece of it and so, there's a reason why invincible is so loved like if the best part of invincible was in the first 25 issues like so when, uh, that's not the case so when are we doing reread or mom edition or new reader mom edition 
TJ's mom's gonna be a new segment on the podcast. Oh my god, I'm gonna swear so much. <laughs> fucking Mrs. Fucking TJ, what do you think of that shit, man? <laughs> All right, we got uh, we got we each have one email that we were gonna read, and then we're gonna start wrapping up this hundredth episode. Um, so Bill, TJ, you guys each have one. Uh, I could start it off if you guys want. Will you guys open sure. up yours? Yeah, go ahead. I've got one here from uh, Scott Robbins. Scott says, uh, "Hey lads." Firstly, congratulations on episode 100. What a massive achievement. You guys should all be so proud. I've been listening for a good few years. and I've, That's just crazy. And I've never written in, commented on YouTube, or participated. I've always basically been the meme of the kid, you know, watching people and it's saying it's funny. how I feel, how I feel yeah. to listen to podcasts. Uh, I've, I have been reading the comics for years as well as listening to you all. It's been, a great, it's been great to hear people discuss something I love so much. The fact that I can go to work and discuss Invincible with coworkers now is amazing. Listening to theories and sharing the, my comics and trades has been great. I have family who have started watching the series and are incredibly invested. What a world. I have just finished watching the finale and I'm still an emotional wreck. That baseball flashback and hearing after 500 years, what will you have completely destroyed me. Also, shout out to that lighthouse in the whaler track. So question, how do you guys think season two will start? Do you think we will get... The three episodes start for season two and three. Cheers, Scott from Melbourne, Australia. Oh, oh shoot! Oh, so, shrimp boy. on the Bobby. So, okay. I mean, season two, hopefully, going to get some. I, like we talked about, we wanted to see Angstrom show up in the in the prison with Maulers. I think that'd be a cool way to end the first episode of season mm -hmm. two. Is for him to show up uh, to break them out at the end of that episode. Um, I mean, you all know. Because you hear him every episode of every podcast that we've ever done while I'm while recording remotely. But uh, my cat, his name is Oliver. Ooh. I'd really like to see Oliver in season Certain two. Character, mm -hmm. yeah. And we're gonna talk more about these theories uh, starting when we get into full spoilers next episode. Uh, right. but, but the other question, as far as do you think that they'll stick with the three episode launch? You know yeah. what? Yes, but I'm not expecting season two for. A, anytime soon and a lot can change in a couple of years so yeah. if that's still a strategy that is being used then Did the boys um, season two do three episodes yeah yeah they? then yeah they'll keep it yeah so we'll see as time goes on but i i like that strategy i think it gets people invested and hooked quicker but uh we'll see yep i agree all right you guys uh i'll go i'll go next so i have one from jason uh, hey guys, it's been a long time, and as such, I feel like I should have some sort of profound thought on episode eight, but all I can say is damn. <laughs> and I'm saying that after knowing what was coming. I don't know if it's just the fact that it was an animated that it was animated, but this felt so much more brutal than the comic. Uh, the last time I emailed, I think the discussion was about live action versus animation. Wow. <laughs> episode two. Um, yeah. Really? I don't know if that's oh, what that's he's what referring to, but that's yeah. when we talked about that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, I think now we can look back and say that making an animated, making it animated was the right choice. They knocked this out of the park. Damn. Uh, <laughs> Jason, P.S. That conquest cameo, though. Yeah, dude. Dude. So, mm, I, I mean, we talked we talked about it a little bit like what is the movie going to do that's going to. 
But I mean, we said the same thing about the show. You know what I mean? Like, how can the show surprise us? And we know exactly what's coming and then it still did it. So I'm confident that the movie is going to be good in its own way. But I, I, see can't, it, man. I can't imagine it. Seth Rogen is so attached to the animated series as an executive producer and a voice of a character. They know this comic. They won't mm-hmm. do it if it doesn't make sense. At least that's what I like to think. Right. <laughs> TJ? Uh, well, going off of what, like, the emails are saying already and how the, each email keeps starting out, I feel like the Invincible fan base, we're all just going to kind of come together just because we're all mm-hmm. so traumatized from the end of the season. <laughs> and it's just going to bring us all closer together. Mm-hmm. Um, next email comes from my mortal enemy, <laughs> Mitch Crasson writes in again and says, hey, guys. So I never want to ride a subway again. Two best parts for me was, quote, please, from Omni-Man after Mark's pathetic punch and somehow the baseball scene got me. Now that the season is over, who was the MVP of season one for you? Take the question how you want, but personally, I'm going to give it to Cecil. Not my favorite comic character, but man, every scene he was in, I loved. Congrats on 100 episodes. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to listen to 100 more. Mitch Crasson. He also mentions that he can't wait to see Dinosaur as his favorite character. No, actually, he sent me a private one about how much he loved Rexplode and would never admit it on the podcast. (laughs) I left it out, so, so, you know, just just to show respect. Uh, I hate to say this, but the MVP in season one was Omni-Man and J.K. Simmons. And I I, I hate to say that because he's such an evil bastard. in that last uh, in that last season, but his his arc, man, like mm-hmm. him, just the way that he went through everything. I can't imagine what he was going through, like internally, as as this was all transpiring. Like from the from the minute that but they were sitting at the dinner table and Mark got his powers and he was like, "Oh, okay, I, I guess we have to start this." Mm-hmm. So I I vote for everyone was fucking great, but I'm gonna say that no one stole the show for me and J.K. Simmons. I'm going to have to go with Debbie. That's mine too. Dude, the amount of growth they gave that character, the the, the differences that they made, the whole it felt like the whole season revolved around her. I mean, the dis- mm-hmm. discovering uh, Nolan and solving that and everything with, I mean, everything in the finale, like it all comes back to Debbie now. Some of the greatest yep. moments in this series were Debbie-centric. And I I mean, the changes from the comic were one reason that we loved her. And then what actually happened in the show, those, you know, those moments, those scenes, you know, the music in certain scenes, the way certain episodes ended, you know, the whole reason or backing up the reason why uh, Nolan stopped punching Mark at the end, backed up mm. all by Debbie. It, was, it all came from her. And another thing, too, like I think the writers understood when they wrote the season that Debbie was our anchor to the show. And Debbie was someone who we were supposed to be the, she, she was the one that we were relating to. And she was our voice, you know, saying everything that we wanted to say it like episode one, man, her talk with her talk with Mark outside, just your normal everyday mom, you know, mom without superpowers. You know what I mean? Like she's, she's the Mm -hmm. human. She's the one that, you know, grounds us. Yep. Um, Definitely Debbie. Yeah. So I, I'm just looking it up really quick because I'm surprised that Sandra Oh, like I was like, has she even really done any voice acting before? Like I just see her on oh, yeah. TV and stuff. She has done more voice acting 
then she has live action stuff. Wow. Cool. I didn't yeah, know that. Crazy. Um, we're going to wrap this up because it's going to be a long episode as it is. Uh, Got to end episode 100 by thanking everybody, um, you know, from, you know, everybody, whether they're uh, skybound for helping us out over the years, you know, Brian Huntington and Sean Kirkham for coming on the show and hooking us up and them just being really cool and uh, supporting us these, uh, you know, over, over the years, um, you know, from, you know, people who've worked on the show and chatted with us online, uh, you know, the obviously the comic, you know, Corey Walker, Ryan Otley, um, th this thing that they created that we talk about for years. Um, and again, the, the reason we have been doing this show and the reason we started doing this show was to just have a conversation with other Invincible fans. So the fact that we get people writing into us uh, and talking to us and sharing their thoughts and everything like that, you know, making this show for you guys has been incredible, has been so much fun. Um, you know, we've made friends, like literally friends that we play video games with, that we talk to online, that we text with, that, you know. Across you know, the country. Across, across the, country, the country. You know what I mean? Across, like, the, across the, the fucking world. Yeah. The few the few listeners, the few ongoing listeners that we've had over the years and the new listeners that we're mm -hmm. getting, you know, based, you know, that are stemming from this amazing new show that just sparked up. Like, yeah, it, it's it's I mean, you know what? Bill got super corny earlier in the podcast, so I'm going to get super corny. Do it. We're like one big family, man. We really are like it. Like Ryan said, like we're we we like hanging out with you know people like meeting new people going places one day we'll get to go places again and meet more people yeah. and it's like it's it's honestly like special to us like a hundred episodes of a, like bill said earlier of a comic that ended years ago and mm -hmm. we're still doing it because like not only do we love this comic but we love the community and it's so. crazy that like you know we talked about it a little bit at the top of the episode this has become such a thing uh in regards to our relationship to each other. You know what I mean? Like we've talked about it before. The three of us do this thing almost religiously where we come together once a month or lately once a week. And it's almost, you know, it's around everything we talk about now. You know what I mean? Outside of doing the outside of recording and recording. And so I can't imagine what the last five years would have been like or uh, how our friendship would have changed or would have evolved. Mm -hmm. But doing this which for, is kind of sad when you say it like that <laughs> we, probably wouldn't, we probably wouldn't even be friends if it wasn't for no invincible. that's not that's not what i mean you know, I, 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 think if, about. I think if it, i think if of anything though it's it's just grown you know what i mean like it's crazy how how close we've mm -hmm. gotten like we you know we've talked on previous episodes about how how much this has brought us together as friends and it's been it's been a blast it's been an absolute mm -hmm. blast we can't imagine that you know couldn't have imagined ever that we would have gone this long yeah, I, I and you know what? I don't ever see it ending, Ryan. You know, you talked about how, how we're surprised that it, it's been going on this long. But, you know, I don't think that our community um, is is invulnerable. I don't think <laughs> that our community is, you know, going to stop anytime right soon. There. I think that our community uh, is actually. Um, <laughs> that's great. I'm going to say. We won't get to issue to episode 200 looking on like, oh, yeah, you can play this on episode 200. Oh, ha -ha. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, uh, some crazy time travel. All right. Five more years. Could you imagine doing 10 years of Invincible? I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine there's an episode of The Simpsons where it's I think it's a Halloween one and it's where Bart won't let Krusty stop doing 
the the crust of the cloud. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. like, he's like, here we are. Yeah. Doing 1,400 straight hours. Because <laughs> you won't let us stop. <laughs> and that's where we'll be. That's where we'll be 500 yeah. years from now. So, <laughs> thank you guys. Oh, my God. We're so corny. Today. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> what will we have in 500 years? <laughs> we'll still be we'll doing this podcast. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have everybody. Thank you guys. Right Thank you guys all for listening. Thanks again, obviously, to Robert Kirkman for uh, not only coming on the show, but co-creating this incredible thing that we've spent so long talking about. Uh, thanks again to Wyatt Lane for supplying us with music. Uh, his music uh, right now is the uh, Invincible intro that or the Invincible theme that he uh, that he put together, the Synthwave cover. It's amazing. Uh, thank you all, list, all the listeners out there that's been uh, on this ride with us. And we'll see you guys soon on another episode. We're not going anywhere. So thank you all for listening. So don't go anywhere either. That's right. Exactly. And you know what? Until next time, I'm Bill. I'm Ryan. And this has been 100 episodes <laughs> of the Invincible Podcast. And I'm TJ. He did it. He did it. Welcome to the Invincible Podcast. Oh, I actually have to hit the hang up thing. All right. Here we go. All right. Bye, everybody. Old man. Later. Bye, guys.